I was thinking about this the other day. What are some things that you were surprised that can last two years? I'm surprised that can last two yeah. years? I mean, at this point, my wife's van. Not, like, <laughs> we have to take that. We're, we're going to end up basically buying this thing twice because of the first time we bought fix. it and then, yeah, everything that we're fixing. So, yeah, I'll be surprised if it lasts two years. But um, Golf balls? It'd be something like it'd be a, a real big surprise if if a golf well, ball lasted. If a years. golf, yeah. If a golf ball lasts, I mean, I've I've had a golf ball last an entire round. Yep. But if that was like, two but years, I don't think it's ever lasted two rounds. Yeah. So, yeah, it would be shocking if a single golf ball of mine. But then again, it'd be get nicked up over the course of the entire it would. summer too. It would, and, okay. and trying to do that for two years, I mean, that, that'd be a surprise if a golf ball lasted two years. Yeah, uh, Maybe a Hollywood wedding or marriage that would most last two them. years. Most right? of them, Like, yes. it, that'd be surprise, surprising if you've learned to find out that some, that lasted two years. Didn't Kim and Kanye at least last, like, five years or something? Yeah, enough to have uh, a couple weird-named babies. Yeah. North. <laughs> Northwest. <laughs> so stupid um but yeah typically don't last long juicy fruit i'd be surprised if they lasted more than 10 minutes so two years would be a uh, super juicy big surprise fruit doesn't even last two minutes right yeah so okay um yeah i mean oh the, the, i don't know maybe one last thing that i'm surprised that lasted two years this show baby that's right it's our two-year two anniversary. anniversary show let's get this party started Welcome to In the Middle Podcast. This is a podcast about two dads living life in the Midwest. We talk about all things sports, hobbies, and life's greatest conundrums. Mark Sipe. What is going on, my brother? Nothing. You know, I just realized we talked about this. It was either the last episode or the episode before of just when we're talking into a microphone, we develop things over time, over the course of two years. For example, and what? <laughs> Mark Sipe. Yeah. We did this bit already, Chris. Oh, sorry. Anyways. <laughs> But I've also I also do things physically. Like I'm a very like I talk with my hands, even though I'm not Italian. And, so and things like that. If you wanted to see that, where would we see you talk with your hands? Well, twitch.tv backslash in the middle underscore podcast. There it is. But here's something I do only on this show, and I think I know the reason why I do it. But like I feel like an idiot every time I catch myself doing it. And as soon as I do it, you're gonna probably be like, "Holy crap, you do that a lot." <laughs> I haven't not seen that. I always put make your... a fist and put my hand on my hip. And I think the reason why is this chair is so like straight up and down. Yeah. I can't lean back. Yep. And so like I'm I'm almost forced to lean forward, but if I like <laughs> it's almost me propping myself up on myself. Yeah. Yeah. And it's my it's my way to say like don't slouch. <laughs> but then I look like I'm Peter Pan or something. <laughs> Ready to fly off to Neverland of the Twitchiverse. Uh, the Twitchiverse. So stupid. Like uh, sometimes so we need to invest in a better chair. Then, right? Honestly, I'm surprised this chair has lasted two years. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> if another... we're going to talk about that, I got that in college. 
See, and the only reason I'm I not using that. one of the folding chairs is they sit lower. So then I'm yeah. like, I feel like a little tiny person. Yeah. <laughs> behind my laptop. That's not very masculine feeling, right? I mean, feeling like you're slouched way down in the camera. Dude, I mean, even when I have one of those like chairs that can move up and down, that thing is fully up. Oh, yeah. Fully erect. Yeah. Why? Because I'm a man. And even <laughs> if I can't fit my knees under my desk, I want you to know I'm the tallest sitter in the room. The only thing Look at I this. I'm doing it right now. I didn't even know. <laughs> the only the only problem I have with that though is when I go too tall and then I can't my feet doesn't hit the floor. <laughs> and so I'm just swinging like a little kid, you know. <laughs> Why are you doing it right now? <laughs> Alan um, says new drinking game. Alan as a fan of this show, there are plenty of things you should be drinking yeah. on already, but yeah, you would be very drunk before we even get to topic two. Yeah, all of our, our listeners and viewers from now on are just not going to show up to work on Thursdays Yeah, because Alan's going to start a side drinking game during our podcast. Which is great if you're someone who works in car dealers like Ooh, sales yeah. because they get off on Sundays and then one other day of the week, but no one ever takes off Friday and Saturday because well, there those you are go. The busy days. Thursdays. So, if your weekends, quote unquote, are TJ. Sunday and Thursday, TJ, Nick, then uh, yeah, all the more reason to tune in to the show and to hang out with us and have beers with us. Awesome. Um, I got another question this week. Oh, one of your special questions? Yes. Sure, hit me with it. Okay. And we're going to talk about this a little later too. But So this question, and I, want, and I, I remember it from the top of my head, but I want to make sure that I'm reading it right because wording matters here. And because it, we never mince words. Yes, we don't. And so one of we the just butcher them. One of the things that I want to know from you, okay, is soup still soup if it's being served in a glass, or soup still well, or does it become a hot beverage? Well, so if you get soup to go, like for example, you go to Chinese restaurant, you order some egg drop soup. Ooh, delightful! Yeah, or miso they serve soup. it to you in a big styrofoam cup with a lid on it. Yeah. So I mean, I don't view that as a hot beverage. And what if they put a straw in it? <laughs> see, but that that wasn't the question because if the question is is like how are you consuming it? Plenty of people like eat soup, so to speak, without a spoon. Like they literally yeah. drink it out of the bowl. And I would still view that as soup. So even if it's coming out of a cup and you're actually drinking it, like I know people who do uh, the uh, when they're sick, they do the uh, like, uh, chicken noodle soup yeah. in a thermos. Yep, yep. And they will like drink it throughout the day. Yeah, like, it keeps it hot. It That's smart. It hot. Yeah. So yeah. no, I would say it's not, it doesn't. Turn it into a hot beverage by that aspect. However, miso, miso soup. If you do put it in a cup and then drink it with a straw, I could see that being the line of like you're 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 towing the line, you're straddling the line. Yeah, it's like it's still soup because that is what it is. But you are trying very hard to make the outside world think, nah, this is a beverage. Right. So, yeah, I would say the odds of it are less than 1%. Okay. But it can happen. By the way, Alan, drink because the elbow's out. <laughs> so, hands on the hip. So, is it, what's your, what's your final verdict? Is it a soup still or is it yeah, a hot beverage? I would, I would say it's a soup. All right, you heard it here first. It's still a soup. 
Yeah. Now, Uh-oh. if it's a cold soup, does that change the answer? Well, it wouldn't be a hot beverage. It'd be a cold beverage. Well, but that, what I mean, though, is like, <laughs> does the temperature of the soup make a difference? Um, I would say yes, because when it's typically I mean, not soups, that I've ever had cold soup. Yeah, but if soup is warm, it's going to be more viscous. It's okay. going to go down your throat a little bit easier. It's going to slosh around a little bit easier. So that would make it more of a beverage. Okay. But if it's cold, it's going to be a little bit more solidified. So True. so it's not going to be... It's going to be then less be beverage-like. Yeah. It'd be less beverage-like. It'd almost be more bread-like. Bread-like. See, I was thinking more of a... Uh, like, obviously, two totally different consistencies. But, like, a snow cone is not a beverage, mm. right? Don't you bring up snow cones in no, this No, no, no. I didn't podcast. say slushy. I said snow cone. Because what I'm saying is... <laughs> Is like a snow cone, you can't tip it up and drink it. Yep. I feel like once soup is solidified, you can't do that. You would have to use a true. utensil. True. Right? Yeah. Because you can drink a snowball, aka a slushy. Oh my god. You can do that. Now, granted, you'll get a brain freeze, but <laughs> if you try to drink solidified cold soup, it's just gonna slide into your face and then spill everywhere. Yeah, true. True. I want to hear from from some That's of our our tweeters, our uh, our friends on the Facebook. Maybe maybe here here on the in the snapper chatters in the we don't have the snapper chatters yet. Maybe here in the Twitterverse. Tic Tacers? No Tic Tacs. Okay. Okay. Hey, um, what are we what are we going to talk about today? Well, Sipe. <laughs> <laughs> as I pull it up my show notes. Uh, before I tell you about what we're going to talk about, as always, we like to give a special shout out to just glad to be here, aka. Our Squirrely Queen, a.k.a. Morgan, for helping out the stream and helping us drop some merch, courtesy of Stream Elements. So, Squirrel, we appreciate you. Yep, give her one of those. We haven't actually done this in a while. We haven't. It's good to get it back on the show. I mean, it is the second anniversary. And she is just glad to be here. It's great. So, anyways... Uh, gotta shout out Just, and then of course we have to shout out our patron, Eric Rourke. Eric, thank you for supporting the show in the best possible way that you can. Not to be outdone, however, uh, his brother Alan subscribing for six Six months. Six months. We have been Twitch affiliate for six months. Alan has been there every step of the way, so even though Eric is giving us the largest percentage of his dollar, Alan has given (laughs) us far more dollars. So really... Who's the better brother? Yeah, I mean, if if we're gonna start the competition, I think this is the best possible way we can stop the, start the competition. Yeah, right here. I mean, yeah, who yeah. can give us the most of their money, <laughs> some of the most of their money, <laughs> or, or none, none of, of the most of the of most of their money? Because <laughs> really, that's what it comes down. Uh, yeah, to. it really does. Yes. it comes down. To uh, that. So we gotta give a shout out there, and then you wanted to shout out your brother-in-law for following us on. Yeah. Twitch as well. Let's go uh, Higgy02 on, on the uh, the Twitter, or on the, the tweets. Uh, go follow him. He likes to play... It would be the Twitches, actually. The, twi- the Twitches. What did I say? The, the tweets? You said the Twitters, the tweets, and <laughs> that still wasn't right. Whatever the it's hell the that twitches. is. The Twitches. Uh, go follow him on, on the Twitches. Uh, he likes to play kind of a, an assortment of games. Uh, a lot of the times he's been streaming on Sunday mornings early, and so uh, or maybe even Sundays, s- Saturday afternoons, so... Go check him out. Uh, hell of a streamer. Pretty funny. His gameplay oh, is very be- funny. 
gameplay's better than his personality, though. <laughs> he's a <laughs> sweet is, guy. Which is saying something is what I'm getting at. That he's good. So, right? okay, yeah, I that he's good. He's good. Gotcha, gotcha. So gotcha. thank you, brother. Love you. So anyways, topic number one, we have to, have to, have to, of course, transition from last week. And we have to recap the Masters. We yes. previewed it last week. We're going to recap it in topic one because some shit went down yep. and it was awesome. Yep. Uh, topic number two. It's springtime, baby. It is officially here. The weather outside is in the 70s and the 80s. It's dropping to only about 50 at night. You can open your windows yeah. and just Beautiful. let that cold breeze in. It's so nice. Uh, so spring is here. We're going to talk a little spring cleaning. we yes. got to prepare our lawns for yes. the summer. Uh, we have house projects going on. So yes. we're, gonna, we're just going to recap all that, lump it all into one big dust bunny. <laughs> oh, no, we're cleaning those. We're cleaning I know. Those we're going to lump it into a dust bunny and in the middle of the room out. and then sweep it on. Got out. it. I'm, I'm tracking. I'm tracking. You're there. And then topic number three, dude, it's our second anniversary. Woo! And last year, we talked about basically all of our plans and thoughts and ideas. We've accomplished those. We talked about a lot the beginning of, of the season, yep. right? We accomplished everything. So this year, we're going to take a little stroll down memory lane. I love it. Memory I've only had one beer and I've whatever, already slurred my words. Whatever that hell that word is, yeah. I'm down for it. Memorly Lane. <laughs> Memorly Lane. Mem. I like I like this. Mem, like M-E-M, er, E-R. So, lane. Right. And then Lee, like L-E-E. Okay. Memorly Lane. Memorly Lane. I'm going to buy a street and I'm going yes. to put that green sign up and it's going to say Memorly Lane. Memorly Lane. And only the true ITMers. We'll know what that means. <laughs> Put it on a t-shirt. Put it on a shirt. All right. Well, let's get started with topic number one. Can you give me the music again? Wh- which it, one? It, the Masters, baby. Oh, yeah. It was so good. Go. Like, I'm not going to lie. I had to listen to last week's show just, or that segment just, just for, for this that. part. Because yeah. it got me so... No, in the sound... In the sound no, board. I don't think it was. was it was. It? Yes, it was. It was. It was. It was. I See, I'm gonna have to cut all this out again, like I did last time. No, you'll be good. This is part of the entertainment. This is what Masters. people get. Yeah. Uh, oh, master steam right, yes, there. right there. Ready? Okay. It was a tournament unlike any other. Your master's champion, donning the green jacket, John Rahm. That was beautiful. Holy crap. John Rahm is your master's champion, but beautiful. it did not come without some drama. Holy crap, dude. Okay. Um. So <laughs> let's just let's just let's start at the top because he is the champ now, right? Yeah. He yeah. has the green jacket. It's his second major. He won the uh I believe it was the US Open. Isn't that what we looked yeah. up? Yep, US um, Open last year. Yeah. Last no, year. Two years two ago. Two years ago. When he became a father. Yeah, twenty twenty one. So two time major. The uh, only the second Spaniard, I think, to do that. Yes, second Spaniard, two-time major, fourth Spaniard to win the Masters. Correct, correct. Yep. Yes. Uh, so, congrats to John Rom um, for doing that. I texted you Thursday morning. Yep. Because I got up early, nine o'clock, turned on the TV, <laughs> featured group John Rom. I'm like, all right, let's do this. Hole one. Yeah. Of the Masters. Dude is on with a birdie opportunity. It's yep. a par four, mind you. Yep. And then proceeds to four putt. Funny story. Which is, I actually like it when golfers like show 
human characteristics. Yeah, normal, average gopter characteristics. Right. <laughs> like, if you shank one into the woods, right? Yep. You put one in the water. You drop it in the... Like, you see water in sand frequently, but, I mean, a big old shank into the woods. Yeah. Or a terrible, terrible, terrible four putt where, like, <laughs> the first putt was long. Don't get me wrong. But those next three were all, like, 10 feet or less. Oh, man. And he was missing them. Yeah. And I texted you and I'm like, what is happening to John Rom right yep. now? Won't be able to recover. Ant wrong. Yeah. Because he ended up shooting still like a. He shot the best round ever following a double bogey on one. Yeah. Ever. It was, it, it was like 68, 69 67, still. 67, I think. 67 actually. still? Yeah, shot a 67 Good God, with a dude. double. So without the double, even if he just parted. He would have shot a 65. I that believe, has to be I believe pretty so. close. That yeah. has to be pretty close to the, the record for the Masters. Right. Um, but funny story, I, I saw this after John Rahm won, was uh, kind of tying back together last year's Masters and this year's Masters. Okay. Uh, last year, Scotty Scheffler win the, wins the Masters. Yes. Last hole, four putts. <laughs> was it a four putt? At, or was for, it three? From what I saw on Twitter, it okay. said something about the the last year's master master champion. winner champion, whatever the hell you four want to call putted it. And this year's four putted, and then the, this year's also four putted. All right, in the if four someone days. four puts in round one, yeah. next year I'm I'm betting my house. Yeah, that, <laughs> if these done. trends continue, <laughs> done. <laughs> what um, if that became like a thing? Yeah. Like, Oh man, I got a four putt one of these holes. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm not gonna win. It's like, like no one has ever won the par three and also won the Masters, right? So, like in a weird way, you don't want to win the par three because even though it'd be cool to be the first, you know, kind of yep. like Tom Brady winning the Super Bowl in his home stadium. Even though, again, that's a fluky thing. <laughs> yep. Because there's only ever five cities that host the Super Bowl, so that's a stupid stat. But anybody can win the par three tournament. Yeah. At the Masters, any of the professionals, of course. So you could be the first to do that, or you could just hedge your bets, not win the par three, and then four putt in round one and solidify your master's championship. Hell yes. So one guy I want to talk about real quick is the number one overall amateur of yes. masters. Yes, Sam this was Bennett, a surprise. Sam Bennett, after uh, day two, he is for a short period of time the solo uh, second place holder, right? Yes, uh, second in the leaderboard. Uh, first time, I think, is what I heard that any amateur had ever uh, been solo solo second uh, in the leaderboard for a short period of time. I don't know if that's true. I don't or maybe, know. Maybe I'm I thinking know, of it I wrong. know some amateurs have had success, and then there's the famous story of whatever, I think... Uh, it was the Disney movie with Shia LaBeouf. It was an amateur who won, I think it was the UK Open. Right. But that yeah. was way back in like the 20s, yep. right? Yep. So, Wooden yeah. golf clubs. In terms of modern golf, amateurs have had success at tournaments. But, yeah, this would be, I mean, it would be the equivalent of like John Daly, who, yeah, was an alternate for, I think the US Open was the one he won, ended yeah. up winning it. But then he did confirm it by winning another major you know, later on in his career. So, yeah, yeah Sam Bennett, who I think he's 21. 21. Yeah. Still a, a fifth-year student, I think, I saw at, at a Texas school. I don't know if it was UT or... I believe it's A&M. A&M. Actually. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, but I I really, really uh, was excited to see him uh, take off first and second day 
Uh, third day, he had some hiccups and then finished uh, two over on round four mm-hmm. on uh, on Sunday. Uh, but he finished still top 20. Uh, he had a 16th finish, uh, two under. Yeah, for struggled the on Sunday. But, yeah. I mean, he was, I think he was still in the top five going into Sunday. Yeah. So, going into Sunday, let's talk about somebody else that may have choked. <laughs> Can I just read you something real quick? <laughs> yes, please do. This is a tweet from yours truly. <laughs> this was about 40 minutes after they started the final pairing. Yep. This being John Rahm and his opponent, we'll leave him nameless for, for <laughs> just a brief moment, even though everybody knows the story by now who follows golf. 40 minutes in, and even the announcers were saying, like, because of all the rain delays and stuff that they had, that, like, play was slow that mm-hmm. day. Yep. So they were only, like, finishing up hole two after 40 minutes of golf, which is not normal, yeah. right? And the announcers were saying that both... Rom and his opponent like to play fast paced. Yep. Like they like to get up, do a practice swing, hit their ball, go. Yep. You know, they don't like to wait around. And at the time that they were saying that, I tweeted this. <laughs> I liked Brooksy. So we're talking about Brooks Kepka here. Tell his match with Bryson, whom a lot of people hate for his frat boy, like beefy, yep. you know, roided up style, whatever. And realize what a petty little jerk he is. Then after a full swing, documentary on Netflix, Shout he out. revealed just how soft and whiny he can be. And that solidified my disdain for him. Mind you, before all of this, I yep. was a Brooks fan. Yeah, like, you We've were. talked about it on the show of like, yep. oh, I like Brooks. He's cool. Yeah. Nah. Like, your personality means a lot to me. Oh, yeah. And me wanting to root for you. Kevin Durant used to be my favorite basketball player. And then I realized just how... Big of a little crybaby he is looking yep. at Twitter all the time, responding back to anybody who's just like, hey, Durant, you suck. It's, no, bro, you suck. It's like, dude, you are weak as hell. It's kind of funny, though. In this the same is, sense. But this is Brooksy. Like, <laughs> right. this is what Brooksy is. Like, he's like a Kevin Durant. Like, he is just weak minded. He doesn't have a killer instinct. And yeah, when he's winning, of course, everything's good. It's like Cam Newton, right? Yep. You're dabbing all over, you're doing your Superman thing, you're getting up in the camera, whatever. But as soon as things go south, like towels over your head, yep. just blaming your that. teammates, yep. like get out of here. Yep. Like I don't care how talented you are. So anyways, I'm going to finish my thing. <laughs> so all this solidified my disdain for Brooksy. I can't wait to watch him choke away this Masters to Rom this <laughs> afternoon. Stay tuned. And Called it as they were finishing hole two. And it absolutely happened. Dude, he didn't just choke. He was ahead by, what, four Starting shots? Starting the morning. Shots? Starting the morning. Now, Grant, they had to finish the third round. Yeah. But starting the morning had a four-shot lead yeah. over everybody. Unreal. By, I think, hole four or five, Rom had the lead. Yeah. <laughs> the lead. Oh, This man. dude fell apart and fell apart fast. Yeah. And, and you could tell in his body language oh, dude. that he was not confident, like, have you ever seen Tiger, even when he's playing poorly, not look at a ball and say, I'm going to put you right in that <laughs> Right. Because he does it, and JT does it, mm-hmm. and like all the big-name guys do it. Yep. As soon as Brooks like hit a bogey, it's like, uh, and he's doing his side thing, and his eyes roll in the back of his head, yep. and then he just like hangs his head and like walks over to the next team. Yeah. And one of the Eat things, it, Brooks. one of the things that you, you pointed out that I freaking loved to watch after you you said something 
was every time it did not matter if Rom hit it left into the woods, right into the woods, yep. into a bunker. Didn't so matter. Great. He would twirl his club right yeah. back down into his like a, a shooter McGavin, like yes, down into his hip, and like just the confidence in the like That's swing, I mean. like Rom. Like, he was playing great, but even after a bad shot, he would do it. And I think it was truly to be to like, get into, yeah, it was a bad shot, but you know what, Brooks? It's yeah. still a better shot than yours. Yeah, you still suck. Yeah. <laughs> and, oh, I loved it. Like, yeah. I liked Rom before, like, again, just as a player, and then he became a dad, and we all like, and granted, I always cheer for the USA guys. He's from Spain. So really, yeah. I don't typically root for guys, like, out of the other countries, because I Except want the USA to win. Rory. Yeah. Well, yeah, Roy's yeah. kind of a another exception even above Rom. Yeah, absolutely. But fact is, is yeah, Rom had all the confidence without the like. Uh, and again, I I usually like the cocky guys as long as they back it up. But there was no cockiness to it. It was just I'm gonna do my little club twirl. I'm gonna walk over to my ball. Yeah, I'm gonna hit the ball. Like, there wasn't even any, like, fist pumping or no. any of that sort of stuff no. going on. It was just, it was all just little, little jabs at, at, uh, Brooksy. He let his play speak for itself. Yeah. So, with saying all that, one of the things that, um, you know, again, hands down to Rom, because coming back from a four putt to start the tournament would be extremely tough mentally to oh, come yeah. back to do. Um, but he did play a little bit like he didn't want to lose on Sunday, which I respect because he had a lead when he started playing very conservative. Yep. Uh, now, which again is what you typically do at the Masters, you right? Play not to lose, right? Yeah. And and I was a little bit fearful that uh, he was going to bogey a few more holes. He didn't because he played smart, right? Uh, but one of the, the things that I was really really hoping for was for not only Brooksy to keep just playing like teetotal shit on Sunday, but for him to also slip a few a few strokes because our boy, Dad Savage, Dad just Savage. coming out of nowhere on Which Sunday. you ironically predicted a little bit. Yes. If you remember last week's episode, ladies and gentlemen, I said Phil Mickelson was a plus, I think it was 25,000. Yeah. So you bet $1 on Phil... And if he wins, you get two fifty. Yeah, that's ridiculous odds. Yep, twenty five hundred, uh, whatever it was. Anyway, and it, no, twenty five thousand. Twenty five thousand. What it was? Okay. Yeah, and you said you were like, well, hell, I might just do that. And I was like, well, but Phil hasn't played that great at the Masters recently, even though yes, like he's usually pretty good at this course, and he has won recently. Phil did not start great. No, he and honestly, the first it, three days he played just. Some average golf. Yeah, I mean, but it was like Rory last year. Rory was down, came roaring back to almost win the thing. Yep. Sky Scheffler held him off. Yep. And this was kind of a similar story where Phil just flat ran out of holes. Yeah. Like that's all it was. He was playing Late start. lights out. Yep. And it was just, he was too far back compared to Rom and at the time Brooks. Yep. To make up ground, but he finished. Uh, was it tied for a second or was he solo second? I think it was tied for a second, wasn't he? At the very end? Y- yeah, because Brooks, yeah, Brooks tied him. Yeah, because Brooks tied him because we all thought Brooks might bogey the last yeah. hole and lose more money, <laughs> which, yeah, we we forgot to look that up. We were going to do that before the show. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Phil was almost a solo second at his age playing on the live where they play 
only 52 holes instead of 70, or not 52, 54 holes. 54 holes, yeah. Instead of 72 holes. And like, yeah. Shout out to Dad Savage, baby. Yeah, dude. Unfreaking real. Um, one of the things that uh, I, I liked watching was his comeback on Sunday. Um, man, he had the aviators on. Yep. Him and uh, who the heck was he playing with? Spieth. Spieth. So Spieth hit a couple shots that I think were influenced just because he was playing with Phil. Possibly. Like he was flopping some shots that Spieth hardly ever does. Like he's more of a get it up next to the hole, I'll put it in. I sure. mean, 10, 12 foot. Spieth's pretty pretty good at putting. Sunday, uh, Spieth was pretty dang good putting. He also made a comeback run with Phil, uh, not quite to the, to the extent that Phil did. Right. Um, so I was, I was happy to see Spieth, uh, do that. I still, I say I'm happy to see him just because I wanted to see some more people get pushed the leaders a little bit. Yeah. So it's always, don't get me wrong. The last two is always like a fun going back and forth type of thing. But again, number one, I knew before the day even started, that Rom was going to take it away from Brooks because Brooks is a fragile human being. <laughs> so I knew that would happen. So yeah, I like you was hoping somebody else would kind of give the the eventual forerunner a, a run for their money. Yeah. But the other thing is too is uh, kind of like Rory last year is he wasn't within like the first couple of groups. Like Rory was way ahead and then had this miraculous you know 18 hole run yeah to where then he had to wait for a little bit to see if people would fall and there wasn't any pressure on rom which is what you kind of mentioned yeah. of like he could play it safe because brooks wasn't challenging him <laughs> no, and everyone else was too far behind with not enough holes for right. him to really be nervous i think yep. i think rom in that sense had probably one of the easier final Sundays that someone has had in a while. I would absolutely agree with that. But Um, it doesn't matter because, hey, it's a four-day tournament and, you know, he started with a double bogey. He had to to struggle somewhere and apparently it was day one. Yeah, and not only that, but, I mean, it's it's a long tournament, right? Yeah. Especially at the Masters where it's such an up-and-down course, uh, pretty tight, uh, especially on the front nine. And, And so... The other guy I was really looking forward to um, trying to to see some new faces up at the top of the leaderboard, uh, Victor Hovland. Yeah, um, and he played lights out the first two days. Yeah, first day, if I remember right, uh, he was solo leader. Well, he was solo leader uh, at the because he was one of the first groups, and then Brooks passed him. Pa- so okay, Brooks was the was. leader all three days. Victor was number two, I think, going into the weekend. Okay, and then he lost it technically after round three but again yeah most of round three got played on sunday, on sunday. yeah it was just yeah. a, such a that was the other thing i wanted to mention talking about the masters it was such a weird uh year you you mentioned last week with the the forecast coming into play and that was going to be you know not a surprise to see lower scores win the masters right um the one thing i didn't see coming for some reason was the delays we had what three delays through four delays I, I think we had a we had like a 20 minute delay, then like an hour delay, and yeah. then th- they finally canceled. Yeah, or postponed or, for right, the next morning. for a whole day. Yeah, and so that was something that uh, I wasn't necessarily predicting for some reason. Um, right, maybe it's because we've only been really watching the Masters for a few years now. Sure, um, but 
Uh, that was something that I wanted to mention, though. Was, it was just kind of an unusual uh, flow of game, right? Normally, it's yeah. it's nine or eighteen holes, eighteen holes, eighteen holes, eighteen holes. You get done with them all. Uh, so it did probably put some stressors in into the guys' play mm-hmm. with having to stop, you know, at hold eleven, right. uh, wait for twenty minutes, get back to the play, and then doing that multiple times, and even starting, you know halfway through your your round on the second day or the next day it would it would definitely be a a, a mind challenging uh, part of the game that's added to it you yeah know? no i know they talk about in uh football all the time of like the super bowl <laughs> is so different because everything's longer yeah like the beginning of the game takes longer halftime is longer four even weeks t- leading up to it even the tv weeks. time outs are longer yeah. and stuff like that and so if you have a routine that you are used to and that gets thrown off even a little bit, it can take you completely off your game. And yeah, that definitely played a factor. And that's why I think that the people who rose to the top are those those wily veterans, you know, yeah. Rom and Mickelson and even Schefter. Like he was not having a good tournament. And even on Sunday, it's not that he played great, but everybody else had kind of fallen back. Yep. And Scheffler, I think at one time climbed all the way into third. Yeah. Um and again, I was not expecting that. And I, honestly, even speaking of disappointments, like Rory didn't make the oh, cut. Yeah, there were a bunch of other names. Uh, Will Zalatoris, our boy, oh. he had to withdraw because of his back. Now out for the season. Yeah, that uh, hurts. Getting surgery. Uh, Tiger withdrew after uh, re-aggravating his foot injury. Yep. So a lot of those big names weren't in it, which I think also took a little bit away Yeah. from, again, like, was Rom being challenged by good players? Absolutely he was. But, you know, JT wasn't up there making a, a big comeback. And Jordan Spieth, like Phil, like he just ran out of holes. He was making a great comeback, but he did it too little too late. Yeah, and DJ so. was another one, too. Um, I forget did where he Did he make even... the cut? Yeah, he did. Okay. But he, I think he ended up shooting, if I remember right, like eight over. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Bryson was cut. Yeah, uh, where the heck was he? There's Cam Smith. Cam Smith finished uh, four over, thirty mm-hmm. fourth. The Gooch. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dustin Johnson eight over, yeah. placed forty eighth, tied for forty eighth in the tournament. So, yeah. Um, one one last thing before I and just I wanted to mention it. This is my last thing I want to mention is uh, our boy. Uh, oh, geez. I had a, a point and I lost it. Was it the other amateur with the mustache and the mullet? Oh, dude, yes. What was his name? Uh, scroll down a little bit. Yeah. I'll, I'll find him. I'll find him. I I think he was technically cut. I think he did, but uh, yeah, he got cut. It's I want to say it's like an E last name. See if you can find that. Oh, I can't even find him. Um, oh yeah, Bubba wasn't in there. Just type in like amateurs at the Masters because there was only three of them. I think. Yeah. So amateurs at, at masters. the masters. Yeah, there you go. Uh, gosh dang it! I I wish I would have remembered this guy's name. Uh, ben Carr. No, no, no. no. Go go back up. Go uh, back up. Masters. Yeah, that one right there. Just click up there. Okay. We'll find. Oh, Harrison Crow. No, was it Crow? That that guy right that there. Guy. Who is that? Who is he? Who is that guy? Nobody can see. The picture's not listed. Um. Uh, hey, oh wait. Yeah. Keep, uh, I'm gonna yeah, keep scrolling. Go go. Then car. Yeah. It is Harrison, Harrison, Crow. Harrison Crow. The Crow, baby. Yeah. He oh called, my gosh. 
Yes. <laughs> Dude. Okay. He's an amateur now. Yeah. He's going to be in the, in the league. I'm calling this right now. Yep. I'm, I'm just going to stamp my approval right now. <laughs> we got Willie Z, our yeah. boy, right? Harrison the, Crow. The old, the old straight shooter off the tee. No one ever. And actually, that popped up on my Twitter today. I was look, I was like going through like memories, and it was uh, it, it was from PGA like dot com like their official Twitter, and it was it was a video of Will hitting a driver, and it goes raise your hand if you can hit the ball this straight off the tee, and like they deleted or they uh, disabled comments because yep. no one other than Will. Could do, <laughs> yep, like it was so awesome. But anyway, so so Will's our boy. Obviously, we have favorites like Tiger and Rory and stuff like that, but. Harrison Crow. Yeah. He's he's Upcoming. on the list. He's not even a professional. Upcoming. I'm I am I am backing him right now. Do he, like it's Ricky Fowler, Willie Z, Harrison Crow. Those are my top three yes. golfers because Harrison Crow just reeks swagger and success. Yep. And I love it. And as soon as he goes pro, I will fully rally behind him. Yeah, he looks Ta-ta! like he looks like one that's gonna get sponsored by like some Marlboro reds or or maybe uh shoot i don't even know big league bubblegum chew trying to get on that that train where you're not you're not doing the nicotine phase yeah. anymore yeah you know? no, but dude. he he qualified with uh the asian asia pacific amateur champion so that's how he he was able to to get, get to play in the masters and it looks like he he's actually australian so uh shout out ferrofloss aussie huh um I'm gonna I'm gonna back a guy oh, yeah. from your country, Ozzy, our second favorite. Mainly, Ozzie. mainly just because anytime he hits a shot and it's <laughs> awesome, I'm just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be so ridiculous. It will be fun. Uh, It'll be fun. Well, cool. Um, so we we're transitioning a little bit in this first topic. We're we're keeping the theme the same though. Masters. We just got done watching it. We loved to watch it. It was fun. Rom, shout out. Uh, the the whole reason Brooks, you suck. <laughs> the whole reason we knew that you won two years ago on your first majors by uh, judging the age of your firstborn yes. on TV when you when you picked her up and held her. So uh, that's how we knew that she probably looked around two years old, and that's when the last time you won your major. So shout out new dad ish. Uh, he's a two time dad yeah, now. Two-time. I don't know if you saw that. Yeah. So uh, two dads, two majors, or two two dads, <laughs> two kids, two, <laughs> two majors. Two, two, Two-time two, dad, two, two kids, yes, two majors. Yes, yes. Uh, had I, sex two times. <laughs> I played some golf with my dad on Saturday. There you go. Shot a 46. Nice. Uh, so a little bit higher than my average, uh, which is, is nine plus nine on nine holes, right? Bogey golf. Um, so this time I shot bogey golf. I tripled one hole and parred one. There you um, go. So I was uh, I was hitting the ball decent. Uh, I was chipping the ball really well and could not putt for my life. So a lot like Scotty Scheffler uh, this whole Masters week. Yeah, um, dude, they were burying him in the announcement. Yeah, he just cannot sink a putt, and no. ultimately that's why he was he was so far back than he yep. was. That's what I was going to mention earlier. So I'm glad I uh, I talked about putting. There you go. Um, but Mark, you played yesterday. Uh, uh, Monday. 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 Yeah. So we so we record every Wednesday. Um, I played Monday because I had off for Easter Monday, and in a weird turn of events. So like, I like to take the family golf, and usually it's in different spurts. So like, 
one of my kids will join me for three holes and like my wife will come pick that one up because they're like bored or hot or hungry or whatever. And then we switch out for another kid and so on and so forth. Just keep Um, the rotation going. Right. Uh, Obviously, we like to talk about when we take our wives for our one golf date a year where they get Liddy City and we tried not to lose our shit. (laughs) (laughs) Just go ride with them. Yeah. Uh, Uh, but so I went out and I played, uh, the first nine, uh, with my son Reese. Um, and I gotta tell you, dude, like I want so badly to push him towards golf because he has such a gifted natural swing. He does first, first tee shot of the year. We, we went, we started on nine because hole one had like three people backed up Yep. and the golf course didn't look busy, even though they told me it was busy. So I was like, well, I don't see anybody on nine. Maybe we can go start there. And as I pulled up, someone else was pulling up towards eight. So I was oh, like, perfect. Shoot. We'll just start on nine. And keep in mind, uh, this year I said I'm only playing the back nine so I can get used to those tee boxes. Oh, um, I like that. For, for Russell. And so actually what I did is I played the back nine twice. Uh, like but either that. way, so first tee shot, Reese pipes it over the water and technically i think he actually outdrove me holy crap yeah um (laughs) now granted i also like it's been about a month since i've played Mm -hmm. and i again my i know my driver has not been good i got out my three wood which is not my best club but at the moment it's better than my driver and i kind of popped it a little bit but still got over so and it was straight i just got too much underneath it um so i think reese technically outdrove me but he hit it straight and like a little bit of a a little bit of a fade on it um yeah it was great um and he had some other good shots but ultimately i played pretty poorly but you know i'm coaching him and uh not focus on your game right we, we had some people behind us too so like especially hole one and two like i felt very rushed yep. because again we come around on nine and you know the people that were ahead of us are now you know putting on one but then there's more people coming in behind us so reese and i kind of like squeezed in so i definitely was nervous hole one and two they went terrible and that's ultimately what led to a score that was in the 60s which i haven't done in a while yep so then we had plans with my family that night and so we were just going to call it a day after nine kind of disappointing but after about whole like four or five my wife's like hey your brother's sick we're no longer to go into your mom's Game on. She's like, do you want to play 18? It's like, twist my arm. Yeah. You know? I'm so happy that she asked you if you want to play 18. Like, yeah. my wife has never asked me, like, why don't you just go ahead and play 18? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I don't think you got enough golf yet. Shout out to my lovely wife <laughs> yeah, of uh, almost seven years. Our anniversary is next week. That's so badass. Both. Both. The anniversary and her saying, just play 18. There you go. Yeah. So, uh, but anyways, um, so we're, we're kind of coming around and she's like, well, I know the... The, the rest of the kids were not behaving earlier, but since we're no longer going to your mom's, I know you weren't going to take them golfing, but do you want to? And I was just like, yeah, you know, we probably should. Yep. Why don't you just come with them and we'll just do a family golf thing. And even if we only end up doing a couple of holes, that's fine. Yep. First of all, everyone was great. <laughs> like, even though the course was still a little busy, it had slowed down by that point. But like, Nobody was loud and disruptive. No one was running around like crazy people. Like, everyone was on their best, 
behavior. Have you finally trained them how to be on a golf course? I think it was just because they all had three hour naps. Oh, that too. Yeah. But and and my wife brought food and drink for everybody. So again, we they couldn't say, Oh, I'm hungry, oh I'm thirsty. Nope. We were prepared. So like, you have trained everybody. I guess. <laughs> so no, we're doing that. And then Reese actually he didn't really play much um because he number number one, he knew he'd be distracted and sl- slow everything down. That was already gonna be slow with all the kids. Yep. Uh so he decided he'd use that time to do like frog and turtle hunting, which he found <laughs> plenty of those. Um and that also kept everyone else kind of distracted. So right. I was able to just, you know, I was loosened up by that p- point. I shot a 50, which again, like 50 is my like mile marker of yep. like, if I'm under 50, that's a, that's one of my best rounds ever. Yep. If I'm at 50, like that is a solid day. And then I usually shoot like low fifties, bad days, high fifties. Yep. So I shot 50 with my family in full force Oh shoot! <laughs> and never took the driver out of the bag. Uh, I well I did it one or, or once or twice on the front nine went terrible so I went right back into the bag and it's like three wood only. Yep. I focused on like my form like I realized that I wasn't turning my feet properly and I was like on ice skates basically the whole time. I was chicken winging a lot on the first nine. Yep. I so that's why I told myself I'm like turn your feet properly and keep your elbows together. And dude, I was hitting the ball straight. I was making decent enough contact. To Hell get some yes. power behind it. My irons were good. Um, even my chipping, like, usually the weakest part of my game. I wasn't on, but I was putting myself in positions to be successful. Hell yeah. So you can ask for. And so really, outside of a couple of three putts, it was great. And I went into what is technically hole 17, because, again, we started on hole 9. Yep. Um, well, 18. Uh, so hole 17, I had to par it to get 49. And my tee shot was fine, um, but then my chip, unfortunately, like I was between two clubs, and I decided to use uh, my 64 degree because there was too much rough for me to use my little chipping yep. putter that I like to use. Yep. And, unfor- and unfortunately, I'm not as well versed with my 64 degree, so I wasn't close enough to the hole, which if you know anything about hole 8 slash 17, that is a hard green. Yeah, it is. And so unless you're within, yeah, three, four feet, it's hard to make a long putt on there. My putt was close. It was a good attempt. Uh, it was enough to get me a bogey. I, I two putted. Yep. But unfortunately, I got exactly 50 instead of that 49. But See, it was a great day. In the, the whole location when we played on saturday was on the left side like middle is it was that about the same um uh like from the like normal t-box yeah from the t-box yeah it was it was kind of i would say if we're talking like on a clock yeah we're about 11 o'clock maybe midway up the minute hand yeah yeah i think it's about the same i think Um, they have probably didn't change so there's definitely harder areas on that green yeah but that but one's not easy green. because there's a lot of breaks yeah so and it's a pretty dang steep but. green for us here here in russell yeah on our course all um, in all though i played 18 holes one bad round one great round and somehow i did not murder my family <laughs> hey that's a win it was awesome. <laughs> that's, that's it was, a win baby <laughs> my wife's like oh like you gotta bring us out more often i'm like hold on. <laughs> yeah. like this is clearly a one-off <laughs> yeah Maybe next time we'll test it out with three holes first, see how it goes. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. So uh, two two positives I want to 
just uh, recap on my my game real quick too. I beat my dad. I had I have to rub it in his face. Uh, he will never hear this, but um, I want to uh, to just say I beat my dad by like four strokes. Congratulations! Kicked his ass. I go. mean, just just rubbed it up and down. Um, and then my three wood last year, I struggled with three wood. Um, okay. I got I got a new three wood, so I'm trying to get used to it again. Dude, I was hitting my three wood really well mm-hmm. this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, really happy with it. I'm hoping I can keep it going. Um, on two, we had a crazy, crazy tailwind. I tried to just lay up, swing nice and easy with my three wood to the left so I could have another shot to the green or, or at least another layup. And I pushed it a little bit to the right. Somehow, dude, I was like 140 out with my three wood off the tee box uh-huh. on two. Wow. Yeah. I was way the heck. Dang. I don't know if I caught cart path. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I struck it well, and it got up in the air, so the ball just flew with the wind. Uh, but, dude, I was way down there. there I actually go. had to drop because I thought I hit it in the water. So I dropped, hit a second shot, uh, and so I was going to count that and just use that ball. And then we get up there next to the cart path, and they're like, hey, uh, is this your ball? And I was like, holy crap. Like, does it say Vestas <laughs> on it? And they're like, yeah. And so, yeah, sure enough, that's my ball. There you go. And so, funny enough, though, I missed a green. Chip up, pretty close. Uh, had a attempt for birdie. Uh, missed it. Got par. So, uh, And actually, I missed uh, an important detail of my round. So, on hole 14, a.k.a. 5, right? Yes. Piped. A three-wood drive, but unfortunately, he still went into the Bermuda Triangle. Oh, no. That's the worst. But, I and again, dude, my five hybrid was Smoke. pristine oh, that baby. day. Dead straight, almost, I would say out of 20 shots, 18 of them were just solid and straight. Oh, dang. Like, That's good. It was awesome. But unfortunately... I so I had an opening in the Bermuda Triangle (laughs) and I was like kind of shaping a shot a little bit and I just barely there was kind of it was a tree that if you hit it hard enough you should be able to like get through it because like there were no leaves and crap on it yet yep as long as you were high enough and I thought I had hit it to the point where it would go around the tree but it it sliced a little bit more than I wanted to it caught the branches in the tree, and oh. I must have just found the one thick branch because it dropped straight down. Else, damn, like, damn it. it! So then, but still fine. Mm-hmm. Had an opening, uh, hit it, and dude, this thing was tracking straight for the flag. And there's just one <laughs> low hanging branch <laughs> oh, on the tree, damn it. and I mean, it barely clipped it, and it just shot it straight <laughs> down to the ground. And so it was one of those things where shot wise. I hit that ball the way I wanted to. Right. I just got two unlucky branch breaks. Damn it. And so really, if it wasn't for the fact that I get 10 points for a tree. You know, <laughs> There's 20 I'm, there. there I'm go. so good. <laughs> I am so good at that. Actually, I have to tell you something else too after this. So I, I like to joke with Reese. Oh, 10 points for a tree. Yep. You know. Um, yep. So outside of that, I actually probably would have gotten a 48. Because those two shots were phenomenal. Yep. And they would have been great. But speaking of hitting things, <laughs> so we're on a whole, uh, this would be whole seven. So okay. after the part yep. three, yep. Reese is on the tee box. He gets out the driver. 
and he drills it, but it's a it's a low <laughs> one, right? And it's going left. He hits the limestone post. Oh shoot! Dead center, and that ball came all the way back right to his feet. No way! And I'm like, dude, that's a hundred points. You pick that ball up and you call it a yeah. day. Yeah, because you can I mean, drop that wherever. It, it was awesome. Like. I mean, I've hit some weird crap before, but he hit this limestone post dead center, and that ball came right back to him and rested right at his feet. It was sweet. Hell yeah. So, but that was our golf. Heck yes. Should we go into topic number two? We should. We told you all this would be a long one. Yes. Buckle up. Topic number two. It's springtime, baby. It is, dude. So does your house do like spring cleaning? Like, uh, like is this when you do like, like you wipe the fan blades, for example, no. or you you clean out your fridge? You don't do any of that. No, if 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 anybody did do that in the house, it would be me. So, for example, I'm I'm looking at this little display to your right. Yep. It's When's dusty. the last time you've dusted it? I've never dusted. There that. you go. See, this would be the opportune time. It's spring cleaning. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Take everything off, you wipe everything down, you dust the inside, you put it back up there, you don't worry about it again until next year. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that it's a good tip. Um, spring is always super freaking busy for us. It is. And um, that's why nobody actually spring. <laughs> right. It's because Unless, spring, you got, you got proms, you got graduations, track you season. got weddings, you got, yeah, if you, like if you're kids in sports, there's baseball, there's tennis, there's track, there's golf. Softball, you're baseball. playing golf. Yep. Soccer, like the weather's nice, so you just want to get outside. You don't want to be inside cleaning. Yeah. Spring cleaning is a joke. Unless <laughs> it should be called winter cleaning. Unless you're retired and no kids in the house, and then like yeah, go ahead and clean sure. your house. In the middle of not doing anything because you're retired, you can go on a walk. You can come back in, clean for thirty minutes, forty five minutes, go on another walk. So yeah, I mean that. That makes more sense when you're old and retired and no kids at the house still. Yep. But when your kids are still at the house, there's a lot of sh- stuff that you have to do, right? Yes. Um, now, with saying all that, yeah, the inside of the house gets neglected a little bit. But the outside of the house, there baby, you go. here we're going to be now talking. We're in the dad realm. Here we're talking some, some things that we need to be doing every year. Um, so I've been really proud of myself. This weekend, before you know the... The grass starts getting green before the weeds start popping up everywhere. They're starting to, but not everywhere yet. Right. Um, they're just starting to to come out of dormant season. Uh, I got my my garden tilled twice. Ooh, look at you. Yeah. So talk about uh, spring cleaning. I did a little bit of spring cleaning that was left over from fall cleaning that I should have did, but I didn't have time to, which was the leaves. Sure, sure. Okay. <laughs> so what I ended up doing this year was I just mixed all the leaves into the, the soil and just tillered it again. Okay. And so now um, my thinking behind it is the leaves are going to decay, make my soil a little bit more rich for my garden. Sure, sure. Uh, right now it looks like just kind of a pile of shit with dirt <laughs> and leaves in it. Right. Uh, but my, I'm hoping, I'm testing it out and see if it's going to work. Because if it does work, then yeah, all my leaves every year are just going straight over to the to the garden. And it I'm gonna, it I'm gonna sounds everything. plausible. Yeah. So I'm going to till everything. I'm hoping, I'm hoping it works. Uh, so I did that this weekend. And a little bit of a side note, and I was pretty proud of this. Uh, my dad's tiller I was borrowing 
it's a big brand new tiller uh, back till so the engines in the front with the two wheels and then it like you have the the uh, pull handle like you do on a on a mower self-propelled mower yep. uh but so it just takes off yep. it's not like one of the old tillers where you have to like keep pushing it along yes with the front till uh so it started up right away uh i tilled it once on friday last week my mom and dad came on uh, home or back to to russell this weekend to to have some time with the kids and to uh yeah just visit and I was out in the yard with my dad, and I was going to start the tiller to after we got all the leaves in there, after mm-hmm. we played some golf, and it wouldn't start. It wouldn't start. I was like, what the heck's going on? And so <clears throat> I was gonna, about to take it to Jake's uh, local guy here in town, small yep. engine repair, yep. and he was like, hey, uh, what's it to you? Uh, as far And it, that sounded bad. I asked him, hey, do you have time to, to fit me into your schedule with this this tiller because it's not running? He's like, well, what's it to you? Because I'm 110 an hour. I respect the hell out of this because he tells you the the price right sure. up front. Yep. He's like, I can probably get it fixed in an hour, but it's going to be $110, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, yeah, well, I could probably fix it. And so I went through the list of what I've already troubleshot, and sure. he was like, all right, uh, I think it still might be a fuel issue. Do this. And so I went home, did that. Sure, shit, it was a fuel issue. There you go. Got it running, got new gas. Got it running, uh, tilled up my garden again. So it felt good to actually be able to save some money and and uh, and fix it myself. Um, but it also led me into, well, okay, got my garden ready. What else do we need to get ready? We need to start working on the lawn. Yep. So what what have you done so far, or what are you planning on doing in the next week or so to be able to to get your lawn ready for the season? So thankfully for me, uh, I have one of those low maintenance lawns. Like mm-hmm. I don't have sprinklers because I don't need to water it. It, yep. it just grows naturally all year round. Nice old um, buffalo grass. I do have people come over and spray for like the weeds and stuff. Yep. Uh, because uh, the first year we lived in our house, we had a bunch of stickers. And I just oh, yeah. keep pre- preventing that because, you know, kids like to run around the grass and play and all that sort of stuff yep. barefoot. Uh, so I don't have to do a lot. But, and and you we talked about, I think, maybe it was even in the pre-show of, yeah, mowing your lawn really low so I don't have to <laughs> mow it as often. I'm one of those people right now. But here is a tip. If for whatever reason you're not doing this, because this is kind of like lawn mowing 101. But for those of you like Fairfloss in the chat who your lawn is green all year round, always change the direction in which you mow. Oh, yeah. So, yep. you'd like, say you mow your lawn once a week. Yep. So, four times a month. Yep. You go north and south. Then you go east and west. Then you go northwest to southeast. Yes. Then you go southwest to, or, yeah, southwest to northeast. Yep. Like, always mix Got it up. To. And the reason why is because if you always mow your lawn the same way every single time. You're going to get ruts. You're gonna get ruts, gonna get and then ruts. all of a sudden that mower is gonna be a lot more. <laughs> yep. And before you know it, you're mowing lower because you're in the same path and it's compacted, and then now yep. your deck's lower. That's right. Yep. And so that's something that I never thought about when yep. I mowed the lawn. Like when I mowed my, for my parents when I was a teenager, yeah, I just always did it the fastest and most efficient way. And you know what? Their yard, they, well, their previous yard, because they no longer live at that house. Yep. But they had ruts because I mowed it the same way 
Every single time. For 15 years, damn yeah. it. <laughs> and, so, and so, yeah, if you're not currently doing that, like, yes, maybe your lawn, let's just say it's a giant rectangle. Will it take you a little, a little bit more time to go north and south instead of east and west? Yes. But over the grand scheme of, like, the time that you live in that house, you will be so thankful that you took the extra, you know, two, three minutes to go north and south once a month than, you know, having to deal with a crappy yard for 10 years. Yeah. Yeah, and it's it's one of those things that uh, I was taught when I was really young, uh, when I first started mowing, and it was by my my brother and my dad, uh, or both brothers, I was like, dude, you can't just keep mowing the same spot. First, you're going to train your grass to lay in that same way every time. Yep, that's so right. So it doesn't grow evenly. It's uh, not like shaving. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, and then the ruts issue, uh, which... Yeah, when I first started mowing, I was like, oh, yeah, whatever. Like, it doesn't matter. But over time, I understood it. I get it. Especially when you're doing a riding lawnmower, right? I mean, if you're on a oh, rider, yeah. um, that's a lot more weight. You're definitely compacting the soil on those same tracks. Now. Well, before you finish, so yep. there's two other things I do with my lawn. And I only do it at the beginning of the year. So when the grass, that first mow of the year, right? Yes. And then the last mow of the year is I will trim my edges. So I'll come over, I'll borrow your weed whacker. Yep. Right? Yep. Yep. And I trim the edges because of the type of lawn that I have. I like I don't I don't like weed whacking. It's not fun for me, even though it really doesn't take all that long. Right. But I do it at the beginning of the summer. That way I can just set my clean edge. Yep. And then over the course of the summer, yes, it, it does eventually get overgrown. But again I cut my grass so short that it takes a while. Right. But by the end of the summer, it is overgrown to the point where, you know, my wife doesn't want the grass to be growing over the sidewalk all winter long. Yeah. So then I cut it at the end of the season. So that's my other preparation thing that I do for the lawn itself. And then the final thing I do is in the spring, our hedges that we have uh, that separate our house and the neighbor house, they will bloom these beautiful white flowers for about like one week out of the year. Yep. As soon as that's done and the white flowers fall off and they're gone and it's now just leaves, which is how it will look throughout the entire summer. I again come over and grab your hedge trimmer. Yep. And I trim everything back because and I trim it back pretty far because again, it's going to grow over the course of the summer. Yep. But like if I let that go, it grows into our driveway and like my wife cannot pull her van in. Yeah, dude, <laughs> like, it grows like a solid two like feet. Like it'll over. scratch up the side of the car. Yeah. So I That's cut it real. way back. That way I only have to do it once. And then over the course of the summer, like I might have to cut it again at the end of summer. But so far I've only had to do it once per year because yeah. I cut it back far enough. Um and that's that's my routine. So shout out to Joe Roth who uh, requested this topic of what I do for my yard. And then uh, yeah, this year I think we're gonna put Reese on the old mower because uh, Hell yes. last year the mower you gave me finally broke down. Yeah, that was a long freaking time too. And we bought an electric mower. Um, and I gotta tell you, I was really skeptical about this thing. It worked great. Yeah, so se- easy. skeptical. You you kept the receipt for like three months. I, I, the box is still in my garage. <laughs> but uh, yeah, needless to say, we're keeping it. Um, 
It's uh, what's the brand like? Rye, Rye Ryobi. Cor- Ryobi. There Ryobi. you go. Yeah, it's a Ryobi uh, mower. I don't remember which one I got, but it works great, and it's quiet. That's yes. the best part. Is I can have a conversation with my wife at normal volume, which is unreal. while mowing my lawn, yeah. which is crazy. And the best part is, it's also very safe because at the time, my one-year-old Jack is two today. Surprise, surprise. Um, there you go. We'll talk about that here in a moment. But Jack, like with his walking would literally hold on to the back because I don't use a bag would yep. hold on to the back and mow my lawn with me. So if my now two-year-old son <laughs> was one-year-old can mow my entire lawn, you know who else can mow my entire lawn? My Reese. soon-to-be 14-year-old. <laughs> so I probably am not even doing my own mowing this year. So, it's going to be teaching Reese how to do it because it's going to be really easy and the kid can earn his keep. So another tip that you just said then was to have more kids so they can do all the, the lawn and, and... Do all uh, the labor. <laughs> and housework. All right. I'm doing something a little bit different. I might have cheated a little bit. Yep. But uh, but this week, this year... Whopper, 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 junior this isn't quite what I was expecting, but this year we're going to have the... Big Al's tip of the week, and it's not just work, it's just the tip. Nope. Big Al, our lawn care professional. Yes. See him in, uh, Alan, you'll have to put it in the chat if you're still (laughs) hanging around. Uh, Go see him in Manhattan for all your lawnscaping needs. Not to be confused with Big Al's Porn Shop. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Located right next to Heavy's Gentleman's Gentleman's Club. Club. (laughs) You know what you like. You know what you like. Put it on a (laughs) t-shirt. So, so yeah. not to be confused with Big Al's Porn Shop, also owned by <laughs> Big Al himself, but not affiliated. Wink. Yeah, LLC in, in, Enterprise. <laughs> Look, your lawn needs trimmed, and your lawn needs trimmed. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we got you. So, we got you. So Big Al's Porn. So Alan, uh, our our good buddy, uh, he's been on the show, uh, Super Bowl, show. Super Bowl show. Yeah, and so. If you want to go back and see him, uh, you're going to have to get onto our Patreon because yeah. he is on YouTube on our private shows now. So, um, wow, private shows. That sounds a lot like the theme that, that we just talked about. That sounds like Big Al's porn shop. <laughs> right next uh, to Hades. But no, Alan, he's uh, definitely very uh, educated, very professional in his lawn care. Uh, he actually went to school for it for horticulture. Did I say that right? I have Hort- no idea. Horticulture. Horticulture. Yeah, um, something like that. In lawn care. Uh, bachelor's of science in that. And so uh, he's been around the biz for a while. I think he's about seven, eight years into it now with lawn care and the lawn care industry. And so one of his first tips here, and this is for the, the cool season grasses, uh, we need to be spraying that pre-emergent right now with fertilizer, not spraying, putting the granulars down. Uh, about the time, uh, do you guys know about the redbud trees? Yeah, this is a species of trees that, that grows uh, not native to this area, but there are some trees planted that are rose, uh, sorry, redbuds around this. So when they start to bloom, go ahead and throw your pre-emergent down that granular uh, with some fertilizer. Um, or when the temperatures are around 55 degrees or ab- and above for five days. So it has to be the five days. Ground temperature is key in this. Uh, so, But with the warm season grasses, 
we do a pre-emergent granular without fertilizer, same timing, right? So that 55 degrees or a good indication is when the redbud uh, trees start to bloom. Um, just you want to wait with the warm season grasses until the, the, the wait for the fertilizer until the warm season turf is dormant uh, and then until later in the spring. Um, so essentially what he's saying there is don't piss away money uh, with the fertilizer when the ground isn't quite warm enough for it. And, and when the grease, the, <laughs> when the grass isn't ready for that fertilizer, uh, you'll just be wasting the money on it. So make sure it's warm enough. Now, number two, this one is what I accomplished and I felt really proud because this is one thing I did without any advice before I talked to Alan was I sprayed some 2,4-D this weekend. I sprayed my backyard, I sprayed my front yard, um, and the 2,4-D is going to kill all your broadleaves. So your broadleaves talking dandelions and just the obnoxious weeds that you don't want in your lawn. So it doesn't kill the grass unless you mix it really, really, really freaking uh, hot. So do not mix your uh, 2,4-D like more than probably double the, the recommended dose. So mine called for uh, two and a half ounces per gallon. I went about three and, and made sure I'm, I'm going to try to get all my dandelions this year. I have a war on my freaking dandelions, dude. <laughs> Who I hate, doesn't in the Midwest? I hate dandelions. And so I already did spray my 2,4-D. So right now, uh, about early April to mid-April is when you need to be spraying your 2,4-D. Buy a, a $50 pump sprayer. By I think the 240 I, I bought last year, which is going to last me years, by the way. Right. Um, I think it was about sixty, maybe seventy dollars for like a liter of it. Uh, which again, you know, if that lasts me three or four years, that's money well spent. Yes. Um, and I'm not paying somebody else to spray my yard. So for this yard, it's a lot of money, right? For your your yard, you're looking say, at what? My yard would be twenty bucks. Nothing. Yeah. Um. So for my yard, I think the first year we moved here, we just had the same guys keep, keep spraying. It was like $150. And I was mm-hmm. like, I'm not doing that anymore. So I'm doing it myself. So that was that was Big Al's uh, number two tip. Number three, uh, minimize watering in the spring, which seems a little bit weird because you, you think like things are starting to grow. You want to water your yard. Um, but the ph- philosophy behind it is, the more you water it now, the roots won't go as deep searching for water. Right. So your root base won't be as 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 deep as it, it should be for especially fescue grass. And especially in the hot, dry summer, it'll burn your yard alive. Exactly, because the root structure is not there. Yeah. So minimize watering right now, and then uh, when it starts getting a little bit hotter, say middle of May, end of May, uh, that's when you should start watering it. But again, don't overwater. Um, just because we want those roots to grow wide and deep. Wide and deep. Wide and deep. Just like a big old porn shop. <laughs> <laughs> that bit will never get old. <laughs> uh, number four, uh, don't cut your grass too short. And this is one that is more tailored to the cooler, uh, the cooler season grass, um, which means like the, the fescues, the, the ones that don't, burn up as quickly in the fall right mm-hmm. so like your buffalo grasses they'll turn yellow really quick right yes, yes. we're talking fescue we're talking bluegrass um it's the, the ones that stay green longer 
don't cut those too short because if you cut them too short, more than a third of your cut of the, of your your height, yep. right? So if you cut it more than a third, it has a chance to die. And we we talked about that I think last year, cutting it too too uh, too short on yep. on your. Uh, yeah, on your your cool weather grass. Which I'll just say this. So again, I used to mow for my uh, uncle. Yep. Back in the day, and we've talked about like the work Nazis. That was way back in like season zero. Yeah. Um, that like the previous generation kind of is, and whenever we did a grass that was fescue, I will never forget this. We never, and I mean never, mowed it less than a setting of three. Three. Whereas. The buffalo grass, again, that that dusty, dirty, turned yellow almost instantly type of grass. Yep. Those were constantly, like, set as low as you can go. Yep. And not from a, like, we're just going to burn this yard, but, like, that grass can take it. Yeah. Yeah, it you spreads know, it out. It doesn't need a lot of water. It'll, it'll you know, you'll, you'll mow it on a one. You'll come back next week, and it looks like you mowed it at a five. Yeah. Type of thing. Yep. Fescue. We never went lower than a three, and in the in the middle of summer, we usually did a four. Yeah, yeah, exactly, and and that's exactly what Big Al is talking about right here. Um, with tall fescue, you need to be cutting around three to three and a half inches, uh, but your grass should never be above four inches. There you go. So a little bit more care with the fescue, right? You're probably going to need to mow it a little bit more, uh, a little bit less grass clippings, which is good, but more effort in mowing. Right. Um. Now, this last tip is more of a review. So I asked him. I see this this ad on Facebook a lot. It's Sunday. Have you heard of Sunday? No. It's a yard care service that they they advertise as personalized to your yard. So what you do is you go into your yard and you cut a soil core sample. You send it to them. They review, do the anal, uh analysis on your soil sample and say all right this is where you live this is what your grass needs or what your yard needs they'll send you bags through the mail liquid bags you hook it onto your garden hose you spray your lawn bada bing bada boom sounds like the perfect thing interesting right i looked into it because i was like i'm so fed up i don't want to learn more about my yard like i just want a nice yard I don't need to know all this other BS that I'm talking about right now. Right. Um, I just want somebody to be able to give me what I need when I need it and have my yard look great. So I asked him, I said, you know, you being a, a lawn care professional and whatnot in the industry now, uh, what do you what do you think about Sunday? And I want to read this one verbatim, not just spark mo- spark notes. He said, quick review of Sunday. Interesting model. I'm not sure that it is what I would particularly recommend as a plan. Personally felt like it was missing some steps. It would be all right if somebody uh, who would want things shipped directly to their doorstep at the right time, although it would be far from my first choice. I always tell people something is better than nothing, right? Okay. Would be okay thing for someone who wants to get started without buying a spreader. Sure. Right. So, again, not something that he would necessarily recommend to people that are going to be long-term in their house or taking care of their yard full-time. This is more of like if you have a tiny yard in a city, then they probably have a pretty good idea of what your yard needs right. and when it needs it. 
And so you're not going to spend a whole lot of time watering. You're not going to spend a lot of time fertilizing or, or, or seeding or anything like that. So those yards are probably a little bit better. Now, when you have a bigger yard, um, like a quarter corner block of the house or, uh, or something like that, where you, you're going to need more area, you're going to need 16 bags of this stuff instead of four. Um, that's where he would say, you know, it's probably better to, to learn about your yard, buy a spreader and go that route because the money that you're saving with Sunday, quote unquote, is literally just the, the, the spreader, the material, um, you know, the stuff that when you have a bigger yard, it, the bulk prices really break that price down Sure. to where I'm going to be spending possibly, you know, the same amount of money I'm going to spend for somebody to come spray my yard anyway. Right. And so, um, you can take that advice as you need it. If, uh, you're a guy that just wants to have a nice yard and put the work into it himself, Sunday might be the option for you because you don't have to learn anything about it, but be prepared to spend some more money. Um, possibly as much as just hiring somebody to come in and do it themselves. But again, if you're a guy that wants to do it himself, uh, learn about it a little bit, have a, a good buddy that's in lawn care, uh, <laughs> ask for advice, ask for big Al, ask for big Al and not with the, the shop, no. um, the lawn care guy, the yeah. lawn care, big Al. And, uh, and he'll give you some friendly advice. Uh, I talked to him today. He's actually doing a, a little bit of an experiment with some, uh, pre-emergent that he's using this year, which helps kill like crabgrass. Oh, sure, um, sure. keep that from spreading. Uh, but they, they tailor it to, or the, the bit, uh, that they're selling on it is from, uh, beds to curb. I think I said that right. It's probably wrong, but. You essentially can use it in your flower beds all the way to the curb in your lawn, too. Oh, okay. So you keep gotcha. the weeds not only out of your lawn, but you also keep it out of your flower beds, which a lot of times flowers are a little bit more delicate than your grass. Yes. And so uh, that's something that he's trying this year. Um, I'll be curious to see how it works because if it does, I'm probably going to be buying the same crap next year. There you go. Um, all right. Lawn care taken care of. I want to update everybody on my basement real quick. Yep. Uh, dad and I worked on it last weekend. We got all the sub ceiling out of the basement. So, um, sub ceiling I'm talking about, they put things on the floor joists of the, of the main floor, which is the ceiling of the basement, um, to lower the, the ceiling down, shim it out, straighten it out. We took all that out this weekend. Um, we're going to be painting. The next step is painting the, the, uh, ceiling joists, uh, of the basement so we can have kind of an open look. Uh, one thing is we don't want to spend the money right now on a, fl- uh, a sub ceiling for like a ceiling tile, right? We want to leave that for later on. Plus, having open ceiling, I'll be able to still make uh, additions to lighting and have access to everything that is above uh, the ceiling when you have what ceiling in, right? Yep. So a lot better maintenance. Um I still need to put some waterproofing material on the, the foundation of the basement. And then after that, I'm going to be putting two-by-four walls in, baby. I'm going to be pulling electrical out of the the uh, the foundation cement that's in the conduit. I'm going to be pulling that out, putting it into the two-by-four wall. And then after that, dude, I mean, we're talking sheetrocking. 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 And then we're going to be painting the sheetrock after the mud and all that crap. And then flooring, I mean, I'm... I'm optimistic here. I think I could be done by at least 2025. At least? Yeah. 
<laughs> at least 2025. I mean, we're we're moving right along with this project. I love I, it. I've only started about it uh, four four weeks ago, probably. Yeah, like seriously uh, started. Yeah, seriously started. Yeah. Uh, but with saying that, I I have been doing at least a few hours uh, a week, just doing little odds and odd odds and ends jobs down there, cleaning up. Uh, getting things out i think i made like four or five trips to the dump uh probably have another one or two uh trips to the dump right now in me uh to just clean out the rest of the stuff the basement but um i think it's starting to look a little bit more realistic that season five maybe season five probably six though six seasons in in the movie in the in the new studio baby there you go so Oh, spring cleaning projects. It's exhausting. I'm tired of talking. Too bad we have a lot more to talk about. Oh, yeah. Or, uh, well, do, do, should, we, should we get started? You know what the best part is? I'm looking at the time. This might be a two-hour episode on the second anniversary of the ITM podcast. Oh, baby. Well, let's move on to topic number three. Sipe, I was going through our catalog, just looking at what we've talked about. Because in a weird way, and I think we even say it on episode one, is like we have good conversation all the time. Yes. You know, where we talk about golf, we talk about our fatherhood stuff, we talk about projects. Yep. Everything we've done tonight. Yep. Yep. And we just said, you know what? We should just share this with everybody. Particularly, what what started out on this podcast, which it was your idea to do it, was let's do a Midwest podcast because we're big fans of you know the You Betcha Boys and everything that they're doing. Yep. But at the same time, like all podcasts, I and and this is my belief, I think no one starts a podcast saying I want to adhere to the overall general audience. Like no one goes into podcasting saying I'm going to be the next Joe Rogan because if right. you are. Like you're doing it wrong. Yeah. And that's setting yourself up for failure. That's with anything. That's podcasting, that's Twitch streaming, that's owning your own business in town. Like you have to find your your niche. Yep. And then build upon that. And I think ultimately the start of this podcast was us saying, Look, we have these conversations every day. We would love to include our friends in this conversation. Yep. Give them something to listen to, make them feel like they're in the room, and then whether they talk to us through, again, like an Xbox headset, whether it's over the phone, whether we get together over a game of golf or whatever, yep. we can rehash these conversations without having to play catch up. Absolutely. Yep. And it has since grown because, yeah, I thought this would last <laughs> maybe 10 episodes. If we're lucky. Yeah. And officially, this episode is. 55. 55, baby. So we've more than quintupled. Quintupled? <laughs> Is that a word? Quin, quince. I know it's quint. I know Quin that. Quintrupled. Quint whatever <laughs> pulled the amount of episodes I thought we would do. And again, this started, We and we've talked about this. Uh, I can't remember if it was the end of season three or the beginning of season four, but this started with me on your couch. Yep. You by your computer. Yep. Facing each other, literally having a conversation, simply talking into very crappy microphones. Yes. Having to do a bunch of editing. A ton. Which 
<laughs> that was a nightmare and a half. Yeah. With an echo. With yes. our mics picking up each other. Yeah, all blankets covering the room so we can try to eliminate echoes. It, yeah. Blazing <laughs> hot because you couldn't have a fan on or anything like that. Yep. I mean, not that we still like even do that, but right. we've we've learned to cool down the room beforehand and crap mm-hmm. like that. But Sipe, I just want to take a trip down memory lane from the time that I was sitting over there on the couch to now in the present day where we... Are live. We're live, baby. On twitch.tv backslash in the middle underscore podcast. Hell yeah. We have merchandising, which we're wearing right now. Let's go. We got shirts. We got hats. We yes. got stickers all on, all on the stream right now. You can yeah. see all of these things. Like, we're not blowing smoke up your ass if you've never <laughs> seen, if you've never physically watched the show. Yeah, go look at it. We're not lying. We are <laughs> promoting our merch. We have that. We have... I mean, yeah, we're on podcasting platforms everywhere. We knew yep. that. Yep. But we're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Yeah. Baby. We have a Patreon that we can make money. Hunter supported us over on Anchor for, I mean, technically, he's still supporting us over on Anchor. Yep. Like, this thing has grown so far beyond what I ever thought it could be. And here's where it started. Episode, literally episode two. I'm recording in a hotel room. It was our first ever <laughs> remote recording. Yep. And not 24 hours later, I had a son who was turning to today. Hell yes. It is today, isn't it? Yeah. Holy crap. Happy birthday, Jack. Happy birthday, buddy. Don't come back no more, no more. And not only that, <laughs> speaking of babies, you announced that you were pregnant with Charlotte. Yep. That she was a girl. Yep. And had a successful delivery yep. all on the podcast. Yep. Right? So we've had two babies by the second year of this podcast. Right? Yeah, we might need to stop if we, we want to keep not having babies. <laughs> but so so just to kind of run down through some family stuff, here's here's some things that we have covered, right? Yes. We've done... Household chores, so the the chores of husband and wife, whether it's taking out the trash, doing the dishes, which we talked about with Derek, that sort of stuff. You talked about your baby practice run with Charlotte and practicing for the baby and everything that goes on to going to the hospital. We talked about your honey-do list. You worked all day, want to come home, put your feet up, have a beer, but nope, you get home and suddenly you have to frame your basement or you have to go... uh, yeah, spray your lawn, whatever the case may be. We talked about our kids entering school, whether it's preschool, whether it's uh, elementary school with kindergarten, re-centering middle school. We covered that on the podcast. He's got me entering high school in two years, assuming this podcast is still going. Don't know why it wouldn't. Uh, we talked about protecting our kids in terms of fast drivers on the street. That, I think, was one of the first three episodes that we had where it is, you know, kind of a get off my lawn type of a thing. And that's really where this podcast grew from its infancy is we have moved a lot more into the sports and just kind of like the stories and the general topics. Uh, But ultimately what it started as was comparing and contrasting our husbandly duties, our fatherly duties, how we balance work and home, and then again comparing and contrasting that with the rest of our friends. 
Wait, did you say that Reese is going to be in high school in a few years? Two years. Two years. Going to be eighth grade this year. So Good this God. time next year, I will be talking eighth grade graduation. Holy shit. And he'll be getting ready to drive. Dude, that's like a year and a half. That's not two years. That's a year and a half. Well, like when he from starts high, high school. school yes. Yeah. But holy I'm saying we crap. will be this time next year. It'll be, holy crap, my son's going to be done with middle school, entering driver's ed. Wow. And then going on to high school. So we're going to have plenty of topics. Dude, yeah. <laughs> in 365. <laughs> yeah. Regarding just my son. Good God. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, dude. The I think that's one of the things I love about this podcast. And, and one of the drivers for me that w- I want to keep it going. Um, and, and honestly, I don't, I don't care. I don't have an end date right now. I just, I want to keep it going. And it's because of this one fact this will be on somewhere, whether it's a, a podcast platform, whether it's on Twitch, whether it's on YouTube, um, as a almost like a weekly diary yeah, for us. Exactly. For us to walk back into when we're in our forties, when we're in our fifties, to say like, holy crap, one, we are dumb. We drank a lot of beer. And two, <laughs> uh, I forgot about that. I forgot about that story with, with Charlotte um uh, taking almost her first step today. Yep. Right. She, Rachel had her stand up in the boys' room today, and she literally stood there for like 10, 15 seconds and like took her first step. She fell over, but sure. like she initiated her first step at nine and uh, uh, <clears throat> nine and a half months. Yep. Right. Like the bet's still on. And a, a full room's going to be tough. But anyway, uh, they learn quick. <laughs> they do. Um, but like going back on this at 10 years from now, 15 yeah. years from now, even if we only go say six years, even if we go three years, right. Um, to be able to look back onto these episodes and listen to them and be like, dude, that I forgot about that memory. I forgot about that story. I forgot about, uh, the struggles that we were going through at that time as fathers, as, as husbands, as I lost my job on this show, dude, for real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, and that's stuff that, uh, for me, like, even if we don't make any money whatsoever from now on, it's, I want to keep doing this because I almost want to just live live and leave that legacy of our stories because I'm yeah. not a writer. I'm not going to write down my thoughts. I'm not going to voice record myself talking uh, about my day every day or even uh, about my week. Like, I have to be doing something, having a conversation, having a beer. Yeah, with with uh, to to be able to actually do this, which is essentially just recording history. Well, and I think an elegant way to put that. So Katie and I do a terrible job at like like my wife takes a ton of pictures and it's all yeah. on her phone. And yep. we, we try to back up her phone on the hard drives and stuff like that all the time. Yep. But like we don't post on social media. We don't like that's not something that we do. So there's really no like actual documentation of what's going on and like we talked about with with Eric a couple episodes ago of you just forget over time the thoughts and the feelings that you had and really all you get is a couple of snapshots so I mean it might be a case where we're looking back through photos 10 years later yeah and it's you know we're talking about oh look how cute the kids were or, oh remember how we used to go to the trampoline park all the time but we're not gonna have like specific memories of like oh 
guess who did a front flip for the first time? Exactly. But yep. instead, we have literal audio documentation of, I mean, put it this way. Let's say hypothetically in 10 years, I'm a scratch golfer. <laughs> hypothetically. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's not going to happen. Okay. It's not going to happen. Yeah. But hypothetically, <laughs> imagine how silly I will sound going back and listening to me being so excited that About I 50. broke 50. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's going to seem so ridiculous 10 years from now if and when I'm a scratch golfer. Yep. But to have the feelings that I'm feeling about that yeah. it will be a fun thing to look back on. Because, yeah, I can have a ball in my drawer that has the date and time of me breaking 50 or me beating you. Ooh, that's right? a tough one, yeah. But that's also one of those things where it's like, I'm not going to be able to recreate those feelings. Right. But I can come back and listen to those feelings and be like, oh, my gosh, I was really excited about yeah. that. I do kind of remember that. and yep. And it will just help restore that memory um and so yeah w that's what we're doing first and foremost is preserving our history our family history our our laughs our sorrows our our just memories in general yeah. for our families yeah and it's and it's uh you know one of those things too of life isn't guaranteed if we die tomorrow uh our kids will someday be able to come back and and listen to this stuff right uh Hear our voices. Hear our voices and yeah. talk about, you know, or live, relive those memories that we had of them um, in the moments that, from our perspective, which I think that's cool too, yes. right? Mm -hmm. um, and, <laughs> and if uh, if I do die, I'm going to have to have some sort of like, you can't listen to this until you're 17. Sure. Write <laughs> it in or the 18. will. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, holy crap, we, uh, we were definitely not made for uh, young ears, so... No. Sorry about the the ages from now until you're 16, 17. Right. Or just don't don't repeat what daddy said on podcast. Sure. There you go. <laughs> um but so yeah, I mean I kind of listed out that sort of stuff. Uh other things that we've covered that aren't necessarily family related, but they they've involved our families. Of course, we got various vacations whether it's, yes. you know, ski trip, you going to South Carolina, our family's going to Weston. Oh, Weston. Any sort of summer vacations whether it's, you know, Boston or Oklahoma City, you know, whatever the case is. Yep. Uh we've covered pretty much every holiday under the sun, New Year's, Christmas, 4th of July, Halloween, the list goes on. As I was going through the list though, a couple of ones that we have sort of bypassed that we'll have to either come back around on if we've already passed them, a.k.a. Valentine's Day. Yeah. Like, we might have had a couple <laughs> of blurbs, but, but we've no, never even talked Father's Day and Mother's Day. Yeah. At all. Um, yeah. And, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and throw this little tidbit out there, but this can be a rant for another show. The whole, and, and maybe we've even talked about before on the show, the whole, like... Either the obscure, like, talk like a pirate day, like <laughs> that sort of crap, or here's one that I saw literally today. I won't name drop the person that I saw posted this on their Facebook, but I'm like, you are part of the problem. <laughs> happy, happy only child's day. Oh, my. Just stop it. Just, you know what, Chris, today, I don't even know, but I'm going to say it. It's National Bushlight Day. Hell, yes. Cheers April to that. 12th. It, but actually, 
You know what? On top of that, we're, we're just going to keep adding holidays. My son's name is Jack Daniel. That's right. I named my yep. son Jack Daniel because I'm yep. a cool dad, and he's going to thank me when he gets to college. College is going to be the best thing Happy ever. National Jack Daniels Day. Yep. Can you grab me a bush light so, we can. Can, so we can celebrate this two ways? Uh, it's a double-fisted holiday. Uh, we're going to be drinking our bush light. We're going to be uh, cheersing to, to J.D., Oh, Jack Daniel. And hey, you know what? And, and at so, some point in time, everyone's going to look back on this podcast and they're going to say, this is one of the greatest podcasts of all time. Being that this is our second anniversary, I'm going to say happy happy Tuesday, even though it's a Wednesday. Nobody knows Because that. that's funny and ironic, right? Because we're celebrating Tuesday. twos. My son turned two. The, yep. the show is turning two. We've got two beers right here. I'm surprised that that Jack hasn't started drinking Jack Daniels after two I'm, years. Look, happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Bush Light Day. Happy Jack Daniels Day. Happy Tuesday. Cheers, you know my why? friends. Because unless it's on the national calendar, fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we don't need that. Bet you didn't see that. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but on top of all the family stuff, all the yes. holidays, that sort of stuff, Another big portion of the show, obviously, is our sports. Yes. We've talked all things sports, hobbies, life's greatest conundrum. Sype, we've covered every golf major since two years ago. Every single one. We have covered every single golf major. Hell yes. We've covered the Waste Management Open because, duh. Because we're going. That's that's our, we will, we will get there someday. 2024, baby. It'll be there. We've covered NBA and NHL finals. We've covered the World Cup. We covered college football playoffs, even though your Sooners did not perform yeah, well. It's all right. We've talked about your typical K State fans. <laughs> Alan. Alan. <laughs> Big um, L. Excuse me. Typical K State fan. That's <laughs> 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 a store right next to the other three. <laughs> and even breaking down to the smaller sports, we've talked cornhole and other yard games. We've, yes. We've talked track and field, pole vaulting, of course. Yeah, absolutely. We gotta do even more on that next week. We we had a segment planned tonight, but then we remembered it was our two year anniversary, so we booed it to next week. Stay tuned for that. Two weeks. We, we talked the Olympics just in general. Yes. Um you t- one of the first episodes, again, one of the first three, you talked about bowling two fifty. Yes. And that's something that again, like I totally forgot about that until I saw that and I was like, I'm trying to remember what that was. So I went back through our Twitter and you posted it. Like yes. 250, you are well on your way to 300. Yeah. I had, uh, a, I think I started the whole thing out with a gutter ball followed by yeah. a, a strike then, to pick up the spare. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I bowled two gutter balls that all the rest of them were strikes. That's right. Unreal. Yeah. It was, it was crazy. So yeah. like even something like that. Um, but then going back to talking about our memories, coaching T-ball. Yeah, dude. You know, yes. You're you coached last year or are you coaching this year? I am. All right. And Derek doesn't know it, but he's also coaching with me and Sadie. Okay. <laughs> Good to know. I know uh producer Dave is gonna be uh coaching T ball too if, Holy if there's room. So yeah. yeah, we're gonna have some rivalries out there. Oh dude. Fun. Dave, you're going down. Dave. You go. <laughs> I'm just saying right now, you're going down. Um, you know, we've talked fantasy football, we've talked XFL, AF, uh, but site obviously the number one greatest moment in sports that has ever happened on this podcast happened season four, episode one. Super Bowl! Chiefs were the champs. Yes. We had Caleb and Allen on the show. And I'm I'm just going to say it. Look, we've had lots of great... We're, we're taking a trip down memory lane. Yep. We've had lots of great conversations, lots of heartwarming moments, lots of funny moments. 
I think that will be my favorite show we've ever done. Yeah, dude, it was a blast. Because it was a blast. Not only were we live with merch and like like yeah. so many things were happening for the podcast itself. Yep. But we had our two best friends on the show. Yep. Doing a tradition unlike any other. Uh, <laughs> where we get together because our team, the Kansas City Chiefs, are playing in the Super Bowl. We played Chip Chip Chug live yes. on Twitch. Brought it to for the universe. everyone to see. Like that's another sports thing we did. We invented a game. Yeah. Not on the show, but we promoted it on the show. Yep. So copyright, uh the little R, R circle, circle yep. whatever it is, yep. like Nobody can take that from us. And Tyler and Ryan, if you're listening, if you ever hear about this, Chip Chip Chug Challenge between us two versus you two, you're going down. That's right. And if you want to play here in Russell, we'll kick your ass on our course too. There so, you go. Uh, never lost my ass to something. Get out of here. Yeah. Anyway, go ahead. So, yeah, for me, that was our greatest sports memory on the show was coming in here, we're feeling really deflated at yep. halftime. Yeah. Like, but who was who was the positive influence in the whole entire room at halftime? It was me. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Yes, dude. Oh, we're gonna have to go back and rewatch. We that will. Video. No, I will say Caleb had confidence. Alan was very down. Caleb was down. Caleb was nervous but positive. I was very much like guys like we're winning this thing dude i called it at half i was like we're fucking winning stop with this down shit we're going let's go i think you you were definitely like we're doing it for the pot do it for the vine <laughs> do it for the vine hey baby. chiefs win the super bowl for the pod so we can <laughs> yes. come on here segment three and, and have a great time and did we ever boy did we? oh my god it was awesome so yeah we talk sports stuff but even more important than this, and we we just sort of alluded to it, we've had some special guests yes. on this show. First ever guest, of course, producer Dave. Yes, producer Dave. What a special guest that was. Uh, appeared multiple times. Yes. One of those episodes was a lost episode due to audio issues. Yeah. But it's Damn okay because it. I don't think Dave even remembers that episode. <laughs> Probably not. So it's fine. Dave was having a good... A what you don't good, remember never happened. He had a good Midwest dad moment. Yeah. He had the night off, and so he came over and, and let her live a little bit, you know? That's right. That's what it's about. That's right. Um, so, so yeah, producer Dave came on the show. We had your buddy Nolan. My buddy Nolan. We had Dumpster Steve on the show. Yes. Drake We've had Take. The Drake Take. Trash talking TJ, of course. Every Cyberpalooza <laughs> episode, TJ's got to come on here. We had yeah. Hunter on the show. He was our first ever call-in guest. Yes. Which was like, exciting. Probably about a year ago when we got yeah, this. Yeah, when we got the recorder. A little bit over. Yeah. That's right. So we had Hunter on the show. Farrah Floss, still probably my favorite guest it, to this day. It's going to be, yeah, definitely like, the most entertaining. The Caleb and Allen show was great because they're our best friends, yeah. and that's why it was great. But Farrah Floss will be a very hard guest to top. Yes. <laughs> and it, and again, I was talking to, to uh, somebody, I don't remember who it was. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. When we had him on the show, he was so professional because there was a, like a three three to four second delay. Yep. And and we were able to still have a coherent conversation with very little editing yeah. on the podcast side um, to where like he would pick up and just start talking over one of us that was filling the, the four second gap right? Uh, and answered the question. And we just flowed really, really well. Like still hands down, best quality of interview with that type of uh, distraction. 
You know what I mean? And to even piggyback on that, that's just another thing I never would have thought possible with this podcast. We're international. We're international, baby. I saw Germany the other day. I saw Poland. I saw Ireland. I saw, uh, yeah. I think, uh, some in Brazil. And then maybe another one in Spain. Definitely Canada, of course. Yeah, but. and then a few in Canada. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Australia. Australia, but, baby. Da, da, da. So <laughs> Let yeah. me get a hamburger. <laughs> You oh my god! <laughs> His American accent it was, was terrible. Just probably as bad as bad as my uh, Australian accent. Yeah, <laughs> and and yeah, I mean we've had Caleb and Allen on the show. Obviously, yes. Derek appeared this season. Yeah, we've had very minor appearances from like my father-in-law, my wife, your wife. <laughs> yep. You know, Charlotte. These, these pants are gonna <laughs> stare at themselves. Yep. So. <laughs> So we've had we've had people on the show. We're gonna have a lot more. We look forward to bringing you know them and their stories and their uh, ideas and stuff to you guys. But um, hold on, real quick, Dave coming in the room, uh, first Cypapalooza that we did, and yeah, and I I'm pretty sure I increased very or amplified uh, on uh, oh shoot what I used to use um, audacity audacity yeah. I amplified when he came into the room. Because as soon as he came through the room, you heard the door like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> that was a terrible boss of that. Yeah, it was. It was. D- go ahead and do it for me. Redeem myself. See, I don't even think he said, what the hell are you doing? Hey, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, there he is. Oh, what the fuck are you doing? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, and I looked at him. I was like, we're podcasting. Thanks for interrupting. And he yeah. was like, oh, yeah, come on in. <laughs> yeah. So, it was great. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, again, one of those memories of Cypapalooza, first year, we are couch and couch and chair and we had i think tj in the room too audio issues were a nightmare to to try and edit uh yeah again just well and i'll i'll say this because there's one guest that i just remembered because i wasn't here when he came on the show but you and elliot had a special episode and that'll even be something that you guys can look back on and share of like hey like we did this when you were little you probably don't remember it and why would you but like this is now in a, the universe. A family forever. video, yeah. right? Um, and fun fact is uh, I plan on doing that again Saturday. We're going to come in the office. Hell yeah. I'm going to strike up the, the, the pod track and uh, and save it. I have like five or six family interviews is what I'm, I'm, sure. I'm, I'm putting them on there. And so we go through like how old you are, what are you going to be when you grow up, What's your favorite color? Like the, the it's like the mark stuff. to see how old the kids are, you know, on the wall. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, you just do it once in a while, and how's your day going? And yeah, yeah. it's gonna be cool. So I'm gonna I love do that. that on Saturday. I love that. Um, so some some memorable moments. I I went through and listed a bunch. Are there any that immediately come to your brain when you think back on the two year history of the show that you're like, oh yeah, that one. So it was probably our first one, uh, and it was one of our our uh, debates, first yes. debates that just continues to stick out to me. And I and I kind of alluded to it early in this episode. Yes, you did. Um, with the snowballs versus slushies, and that uh, got heated. It did get heated, and is one of my favorite uh, debates because of how uh, just animated we were with that argument and. And that I was before video, so that was pure voice animation. Yeah. And I guarantee you people that were listening to us were like, Jesus, they actually might be pissed at each other. Yeah. But the whole time, it was just fun. Like, yeah. it was it was all in play. It was all in fun. Were our feelings somewhat real? Yes. But 
like we weren't going to lose our friendship over it. Oh, absolutely not. Although it sounded like we probably could. <laughs> Look, so fact of the matter is, is that it's a snowball. So no, it's oh my god, <laughs> we're not getting into this right now. So um, so that was one of my favorite ones yeah. so far. Uh, another favorite one um, was our first Cypapalooza yes episode. Um, to this day, our highest listen to yes episode because again this was before the video podcast now yep. look let's be honest with each other we are now a live show yeah yeah like, we're live. we we are yep. mostly a video show that people catch live on the air yes and you know we we've grown from the audio space we don't get as many listens to as we used to right which is fine because again that's not even where the money is so right. we're okay with that but when we were in our audio prime, we had some highs and lows, but that episode hit. Yeah. And that kind of launched us into thinking like, oh. We, can, we should keep doing this. We can sure. do more. Yeah. Like, Cypapalooza could have very easily been the last episode of ITM because we were taking yeah. a break anyways. Yep. It was considered a bonus episode at the end of season... One. One? Was one. it one? Because okay. we went zero for all of the summer, pretty much. That's Took right. A break, That's right. And then yeah. season one. Right. And so that could have been the end. Yeah. But instead, we had a massive jump in listens. And we doubled down. <laughs> and we were like, all right, let's maybe look at doing a video podcast. Yeah. And like I said, to start this whole segment, we're we're on video. We got merch. We got Patreon support. We got... I mean, which is crazy because, and a, in the, a weird way, it all stemmed from Cypapalooza. <laughs> we we thought that the video was going to be like a long reach. Like we thought we we're going to need to buy expensive equipment yep. and and whatnot. And when I when we broke down and we bought the the P four by Zoom, um, or sorry, the Podtrack P four by Zoom, we like I figured it out pretty quick. Like holy crap, dude! I could hook up my phone, and we can do a live audio through our mics through the pod track into the phone and then broadcast it yep. on twitch and so um we started that and i think we did that for probably a good what three four months and then season two hit or season three hit i got a a pc that i needed for for personal um instead of working my, off my lap work laptop all the time and that's when we we got the overlays and um, you know, we, we looked a little bit more professional. Um, and that's, that's kind of what started it all off though, is we had literally, I think three or four episodes on just the, the pod track, just recording. Mm. And they were like, dude, we can video this. So ironically, uh, just looking at, again, this is the release of the podcast. So we always just assume at least a week of editing. Yeah. Bye. We went live on Twitch after our first anniversary episode. So we recorded our anniversary episode. Yep. And then our very next episode was live on Twitch. We released that April 21st. Okay. And we had released the happy anniversary episode on April 18th, which means it probably is within the next week yeah. of when we very first ever went live on Twitch. Hell so yes. we've only been on Twitch for a year. Hell yeah. It seems like a lot longer. It does. But, I mean, we're still, by all accounts, in its infancy. 
Yeah, I love being live on Twitter. Um, Twitter, the tweets. What is it again? The Twitches. The Twitches. Right, right. I love being live on the Twitches. Um, all the emoticons and and the follows and uh, 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 subscribes and soundboards and, and, and likes. And, yeah, it's, it's um, awesome. What else is on the 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 Twitters? The Twitters. Is it Twitters? <laughs> No, the the Twitch. Right, right, right. Here we go. The Twitch. Oh, God. <laughs> Chief's chance. Got that. Yeah, Chief's Yeah. I mean, and, and a lot of this, again, and we give a big shout-out to Jess because she really opened her eyes uh, up to a lot of the professional tweaks that we were super unaware of. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, the things that were just so obvious to, to people that do this a we, lot more times. We just than one wanted day some overlays. Yeah. And and honestly, we still to this day have crap we need to do. Like we wanted to do it at the beginning of season four. We were just short on time. To this day, if you rate us, I'm not even sure if anything happens. Yeah. But it like, might. I don't know. But that's what I mean is when we take our next break, that's when we will focus on like production side. Yeah, yeah, fine tuning it. Um, in the way that we truly want it, like yeah. it's right now. Again, it's in its infancy, and yeah. and that's what's kind of cool. Um, I will say some of my favorite like moments on the show. Yeah, it, Snowball versus or Slushy like is a good one. I really love all of our drafts, whether it's our food drafts. Um, we've done movie drafts. We yep. did obviously our beer drafts, uh, or not fun. drafts rankings. Blind taste um, test. Yeah, the blind taste test was yeah. so much fun. <laughs> um, but honestly, a couple of the segments that just stand out to me was, number one, I know, like, again, after my my job, like, went poorly, we, you know, talked about even just mental health. Yeah. Um, and yep. that was kind of a more serious episode. But, like, again, we're, we're here to entertain yes but to also be there i mean just incredible last week sharing yeah, the dude, fact that badass. he was you know paralyzed essentially from an infection for almost a year yeah and to have that moment of it like he's never met us we've never met him and he comes on and instantly felt the need to share something very personable yeah i think speaks volumes for the the vibe we try to put out on yeah. the show which absolutely. is absolutely we're here to have fun. We're here to entertain. We're here to, yeah, talk all things, sports, hobbies, you know, life's greatest conundrums, all that sort of stuff. But at the end of the day, we're people and we just want to help make each and every day better. That's why we have a positive share of the day yeah. on Twitch Yep, is because to us, and that's why it's so cheap. That's why it's the cheapest you can make it, which is 20, uh, like channel points, which I think takes you five minutes to earn. Right. Because we want you to share in those moments. So so that was a good one. Um, but then I I always refer people to the jacket segment. <laughs> that segment jackets. was so funny. Uh, uh, <laughs> me revealing that Katie was one of the shopping cart people. <laughs> and you losing your mind. I'm like, no! Like, you felt so betrayed in that yeah. moment. That, still, still to this that day. That my have, wife leaves shopping carts in the middle of the park. Still a little bit, little bit of a uh, of lesser look on Katie. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> and this one was a little bit more, like, off camera, not so much on the podcast. But even just, like, the hype that surrounded Vegas last year. Dude, yeah. Um, because we hyped up Waste Management Open. That ended up not happening. 
Um, so we weren't able to truly like live in that. Yeah. But we had hyped Vegas for months leading up to it. And then following Vegas, coming back with all of the stories, yeah. all of the crazy moments that occurred um, was just really fun. And then, yeah, we just have other goofy stuff like, you know, a bunch of horse-sized ducks or <laughs> duck-sized horses, you know, and, and, and crap like that. Yeah. That's just really funny. But, uh, yeah, even just going back to how we were talking, you know, Twitch and whatnot, just the milestones that the podcast itself, whether it's on a technical level, has taken. Yeah. Again, I did not think this would last more than 10 episodes because – you know, and we've said this before, you're somebody who gets really passionate about something and then you find a new passion yeah. very quickly. I'm hyper-focused. It, right. Yeah. And I told, I straight up told even Danny, because yep. he, he was like, by the way, Chris said something about you guys having podcasts. I go, don't worry about it. It's not going to last. <laughs> right. Well. <laughs> Here we are. Two years later. Surprise, you know. it lasted two years. <laughs> right. But yeah, updating the mics, getting the recorder was a huge thing. Um, but we used to have mini sods. Yeah, bro. Hurdles, hilarious dad joke of the week. Sawdust, sipes, tip of the week. And then the third segment was always either or a Tic Tac video of the week. Yes. Courtesy of you. Yep. Or a poop and play phone app of the week. For yes. Me. Dude, I, I kind of miss those mini sods. Um, it's a little bit more brain power because you have to like come up with something every every week. That's, right, this is short thing, but I think we should at least do one like every other show. I think it'd be fun to we could just bring back, throw maybe. out some some short short content for people. To listen Tell you to. what, we'll poll the audience yeah. if you want to see the return of the minisodes, yeah. which are like if you can't handle the two hour episodes <laughs> like we are right now. Which and by the way. Someone I was talking to someone about podcasts the other day, and I'm like, dude, anything over 90 minutes, especially if it's like a daily podcast, forget about yeah, it. Yeah, no, absolutely not. The only way I listen to something that's that long is if I know I'm getting entertainment value. Yep. And I know you and I talked about this off camera before. Yeah. Of like quite a bit. When we set out to do this show, we thought 30 minutes is a good average. An hour would be the max. Yep. <laughs> we now average about a 90-minute show. Yeah. But I also think to our avid listeners, you guys aren't complaining. No. I mean... And I think, again, it goes back to what we said way at the beginning of, look, like, we're here to just hang out with you. Yeah, drink a beer. Have some beers with you. Yeah. And hopefully make you laugh a little yeah. bit. And and possibly relate. Like, it, that's one yeah. of my things I remember when I first started, uh, first thought of it is, like... I remember you saying, "All right, what's what's our niche going to be?" And I said, "Well, we're we're dads. We live in the Midwest. We like sports. I have a lot of hobbies, so I want to talk about those. And uh, and I want to be able to relate to people. Like I I said, I want to I want to yep. if anything, I want to spread out past just the Midwest and like show an insight of what the Midwest looks like. Yep. And and you know having a few viewers in other countries." a uh, few listeners in other countries. Like I want to continue to grow that population because what we experience here in the Midwest is a lot of just uh good old positive positivity, relatability. Yep. Um we want to share stuff that just makes us more human, right? Like if if we share a mistake or a a, a thing that happened in our life that they can relate to, like 
that's my goal is to be able to be relatable and to be sharing that positivity with that that experience. I'm going to share an expression that I've never said before, but it just popped into my brain because I can relate it to something I tell like my like as part of my job. Right, right. If anybody ever makes fun of you, this this is my quote that I tell them. If anybody ever makes fun of you for being oh, you're too like holy or you're too Catholic or whatever. Right. If, if that is them trying to insult you, you should view that as the greatest compliment because oh, they are yeah, recognizing the, the peace and the joy and the love in your heart absolutely. to just be a good person. Yeah, absolutely. So, so I'm going to tweak it a little bit for the show because, again, when people come into our Twitch or when they hear us over the airwaves of the podcasting world, here's what I want you to think. If you're listening to us right now or if you're watching us right now and you're like, God, these guys are a little too Midwest nice for me. <laughs> Perfect. That's what we're going for. That's what we're going for, dude. Like, Because we are. We're going to hold the door for you. Yeah. We're going to bump into you and say, oh, I'm sorry. Excuse me. Yeah. Hope. Oh. Hope. <laughs> That's another fun segment. The the Midwest like sayings or yeah. whatever. That was a fun one. Yep. But like, yeah, we're, we're going to do that. We're going to, you know... We're we're just always going to be Midwest nice. Yeah, we're going to be open and and uh, disciplined and uh, uh, nice, polite, polite. Is honest, really what vulnerable. It is. Yeah, like yeah. You're gonna you're gonna hear so many stories that you probably shouldn't ever hear from us because we're open and honest. There's no boundaries that we probably won't cross. The amount I mean. of times I shoot myself in the foot because. <laughs> I don't need to provide the information yep. I'm providing. It's already out, though. But it's like, <laughs> I feel like I have to because if I'm not, in a weird way, I feel like I'm lying to you by yep. omitting information. Yep. No, like, let's get personal. Yeah, dude, I, I love the personal aspect of just o- the oversharing piece of it. My wife says I don't ever know a stranger, and it's because I will share secrets with people. <laughs> One of my wife's rules is you never talk about finances. Yep. I literally today, we and granted, it was part of his job. He was, you know, he's uh, a new, like, insurance slash financial, <laughs> like, yep. help salesman person. And he wanted to practice on me because he knows I have, like, some background in that. Yep. And I was like, yeah, of course. Like, I'll, I'll come hear your 40-minute spiel, you know, whatever. And, you know. As part of that, it's his job to probe and ask questions. I'm like, right. yep, here's my bank statements. Here's <laughs> you know, and it, and it was a practice round, right? But I'm like, yeah, no, here's my income. Here's here's what's left over. Here's the amount of life insurance I have on myself. Here's this. Here's that. Right. And it wasn't because like he needed that information, but it's like, yeah, if he's doing his job right then he's supposed to be collecting this information from me. So I should do my part as his little practice dummy to make it as real as possible. Yep. So I threw out real numbers. I'm not going to pretend like I'm, you know, some rich snob from, you know, Baston. <laughs> or poor and from Louisiana. Sure. Whatever. <laughs> or, or Kansas. That's what I mean is, <laughs> yeah, I was giving him real numbers today. Yeah. And he probably learned a little bit more about me than he intended to. Yeah. But... That's that's what Midwest Nice is. It's just but on, sharing yourself with other people for the good and the betterment of humanity. And not only that, but like, what do you have to be afraid of with it? 
Yeah. Okay, so if you judge me, then that gives me a good feeling that you're not probably a very good person. That's right. I don't want to be I'm, friends with I'm you. I'm too old for this shit. Yeah, <laughs> too old for this shit. Yeah. Oh, I don't got time for people to be judgmental in my life. I need no. you to accept me as I am because you know what? I'm a damn respect you for you are. Absolutely. For who you are. Yep, absolutely. So um, the last two years, dude, it's been great. It's been a pleasure. Honestly, I was thinking about this the other day. I was like... If I tried to start a podcast with probably anybody else in town, my buddies wise, it would have been exactly what you said though, like maybe five, six episodes, if that. Um, but I do respect our relationship enough, mm-hmm. uh, and and I I thank you for sticking it in with me with this crazy ass idea and, and being able to make it two years because honestly, I didn't have anybody else in town that would even come close to it, and uh, <laughs> and you know. We, we say this a lot of times. If anything, we do this podcast um, because it's a chance for us to get together at least once a week, every other week, to drink a beer, to talk about life, to catch up, and to hopefully share something with our, our audience that is impactful for them. So I yeah. appreciate this, man. Um, and uh, and cheers for Look, another I was, I was another too Midwest two years. nice to say no. <laughs> <laughs> cheers to another two years, buddy. So, and on top of that, truthfully, I will give you credit. Did I think it was ever going to be this? No. I don't know if this is what you had in mind, but I think in your heart of hearts when this started, you were like, oh, yeah, we're going to be huge. We're going to be truthfully huge, baby. Because that's yep. just, that's how you are. And you brought it back down. To and, but that's the thing, number. though, is I still, regardless of my own thoughts and feelings on it, is part of our relationship, if, if I can pump you up a little bit is I want to see you succeed in whatever it is and anything I can do to help that. That's what I want to do. So whether it's, you know, you're doing your basement, I'm not a construction guy, but if I need to stand there and give you words of affirmation while I'm drinking a beer (laughs) and you're screwing nails into the wall. Great. All right. I'll do that. Sometimes that's all I need. Right. (laughs) If, you know, if you're having a tough time with the wife and the kids and we just need to go shoot around the golf and complain about it and have some cigarettes, all right, we'll do that too. Yep. And by God, if you say, you know what, Mark, I think we could really nail this podcasting thing. I need someone to fly with me on this and I can think of no one better than you. Who am I to tell you fucking no? Yeah. Yeah, man. And I appreciate that. Outside cool. of, you know, I mean, technically I asked her, but... Outside of saying yes to my wife, this has been one of my favorite decisions I've ever made to just take a chance on this and to watch it grow and blossom. And it is purely through the hard work, dedication, and the finances of it. Because I keep telling you, I'm going to split the bill with you. And I don't think I've actually ever paid you for anything on this podcast yet, outside of the beers. Yeah, the beers are making up for it. I'm telling you. And that even goes back to the whole keeping score thing. Yeah. You know, like you have never once said, Hey man, I spent $120 on mics. You think you can throw me a 60? Not a single time. No. And it's not part of it, man. That just again shows our relationship and how we don't keep score and how we truly just set out to be the best friends for each other that yep. we can be and I can't ask for a better friend than you. I appreciate that, brother. I appreciate it. Love, yeah. you, bro. love you, brother. <laughs> 
All right, enough of that stuff. Uh, a little soggy. <laughs> you got you got anything else to end this show with? Because I, I feel like we ended right there on a pretty damn good note. Yeah, that's good. No, we we got some stuff planned for you next week. Like I said, that we that we booted down the line a little Hell bit. Yeah, we, do. Um, we do still plan to bring our wives on, hopefully before the end of the season. Um, but season yeah, season four, twenty twenty three. It's off to a hot start. We we set it to to start the year is season four. That's when people hit their strides on like sitcoms and stuff. Yes. Dude, this has been the best season ever and we got a lot left to go. Yeah. And and once we start promoting our shit, like I'm ready. I'm re- I'm I'm close to ready, but I'm not quite ready yet to just start posting it everywhere on on well, we might have to get a TikTok, but um uh, <laughs> just posting it everywhere. Like yeah. we're we're close to it, but we're not quite there yet. Um yep. still got some kinks. Yeah, and once we get those kinks uh, flossed out there with Farrah Floss and again in the chat. Um, we're gonna be we're gonna be hitting some strides. And the good thing is, dude, we got fifty five episodes of content already posted, ready for them to just consume. So yeah. with that, I'm gonna thank you guys for listening uh, to episode four of season. Oh, sorry, episode six of season four of In the Middle podcast. Go ahead and click on that subscribe button, whether it's on Twitch at in the middle underscore podcast, or you can check us out wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if you want to support the show, head over onto our Patreon at patreon.com backslash in the middle podcast, I T M P, all capitalized on that. Give us some of your money, give us all of your money, or give us none of your money. We don't really freaking care. We don't care. Baby. We're going to be here every other week. Don't forget, you know, we have that thing. Uh, what, what's that buzzword nowadays? Uh, uh, merch. merch. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so check out our store in the description below for all your ITM shirts, hats, mugs, and more. And if you want to reach out to us, use our link tree because we can't get a single name uh, across all of our social media platforms. Nope. But so go to that. It's going to help you out. It'll connect you to all of our social medias. And uh, I think that's it, Mark. Sight. Let's get out of here, huh? Sounds good. Bye. Talk to you soon.